This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Happy Tuesday, December 6th, D-Day in Georgia. Jake asked me if I voted this morning. I had to let him know we live in Utah. Darn. So, yeah. Darn. Um, Lots to get to today on the show. Yes, we are going to talk Utah Jazz. I know we talked a lot of football yesterday. Please forgive us for talking about the biggest stories in sports. Right here on the Monty Show. I must have got 10 messages yesterday. Hey, man, how come you guys didn't talk any Utah Jazz? Well, they don't play until tomorrow. Yeah, they're on this little thing called an off day. Yeah, they know? actually get some time you know, off. You know what I'm saying? Mike Conley gets to hang up stockings and tape up his ankles. Bro, uh, so we will talk Utah Jazz this morning. They're off tonight. They play tomorrow against Golden State. Uh, lots of NBA Two big names back in the NBA, Jake. Yeah. My guy, Chunky Butt. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Chunky um, Butt. We'll have an update for you on BYU's coaching search. Is Sean Nua coming to BYU? I think that is a huge question that a lot of people are asking, and I think it's one that I don't know that we're going to get clarity on that in the near term. I, I don't know about that. Uh-huh. It, it, it is something that... I think you have to be patient with because, frankly, I think if you are if you are USC and Sean Newer, are you just going to walk away from a national championship level program to compete at the bottom of the Pac-12 next season? <coughs> I think that's an awfully big pill to swallow. And frankly, if I'm Sean Newer, I'm taking my time as well with that, Jake. But um, I think one of the bigger debates that we've been having lately here on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, the best injury attorneys in the business. And no matter where you are, if you've been in an accident, and obviously this time of year with the way the weather is here in Utah and in Phoenix, it's always flat and dry on the freeways. Yes, that's right. The Advocates just opened a brand new office uh, for you, our friends in Phoenix. But no matter where you are, this time of year, generally there's a lot of accidents. If you've been in an accident, I am begging you to get to theadvocates.com because I think what you're going to see is that there's a reason they're the best injury attorneys in the business. It's because, A, there's no upfront cost. You don't reach into your pockets simply to have a conversation with the advocates. So there's no consultation fees. There's no big retainers. In fact, you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Find them online right now at theadvocates.com. We've talked a lot about the Big 12 versus the Pac-12 on this show. And one of the questions that we have for you this morning is, as far as a football conference goes, is the Big 12 or the Pac-12 the better football conference? We have a situation where you have a Big 12 team in the college football playoff as we speak. And is it shocking that TCU is having the season that they're having? It really is. I think it's a shocker. But they find themselves in the college football playoff semifinal. And Jake, I wonder, do you believe that that makes the Big 12 a better conference than the Pac-12 right now? No, I mean, I I, I don't think that it makes them a better conference per se. I, I think what it does is it pushes the envelope, though. It brings the margins closer. And I think, 
you know, the reason I, I, I tend to think that the Pac-12 is a better overall conference just from a footballing standpoint is because you have more teams that are relevant. I, I mean, in, in the Big 12, TCU really is the, the, the ticket right now. And I know that, you know, last year Baylor had a nice year and, you know, there was all the controversy about Texas and Oklahoma leaving. And, you know, you've just had... You, you've had some teams, you know, leaving but getting better. Like, you've just had some sort of churning happening in the conference. But I look at the Pac-12, again, just from a footballing standpoint, I think they're a better conference. But this question isn't just about footballing either. I think when we, we've talked a bunch on this show about the business of college football, like TV deals, like, like attendance, like overall attractiveness of your conference and that's where i think the pac-12 struggles obviously you know i think they have not done a good job so when we get right down to it i do think the pac-12 edges the big 12 just a touch because they are right now better on the field in my opinion than the big 12 but let's say that the you big do. 12 yeah but i think if the big 12 puts a team in next year and and is consistent and has another tcu style team out there next year and the Pac-12 continues to not put teams in the in the college football playoff, then I think you have you have, you know, like you're going to have a switch there. But the last thing I'd say is that the Pac-12 really hurts itself with scheduling. And I think we would be having a different conversation if SC could have beat Utah once. And I think everyone expected SC to beat Utah once. And if SC had done that, how different does a college football playoff look? And that's what the trouble well, is. Well, I, I think we'd be having a different conversation if Chip Kelly had actually not lost four games at UCLA. I think we'd be having a different conversation if my aunt were my uncle, but she's not, so we're not. I think the conversation we're having is, I truly believe that the Pac-12 is undersold as a football conference. That's what I think. And I think it is about teams like Oregon State, I think is the perfect example of this conversation because when I look at Oregon State, I don't think people understand how quality that program is. And it, it goes to show you the exact thing we talked about yesterday when the coaches poll has USC ranked ahead of Utah, even though Utah beat USC twice. It's because nobody pays attention to Pac-12 football in because my mind. Garbage. Yeah, nobody's watching Utah. Nobody knows how good the Utah Utes are or the perseverance that they've showed. I just think that on the whole, the Pac-12 is underserved because of how bad the management in the conference has been. But if we're talking team to team, if we're talking who's the better football conference, man, it's hard to take the Pac-12 over the Big 12 as it's currently constituted today. Uh -huh. Now, uh, uh, in 2024, it's going to be almost impossible to take the Pac-12 over the Big 12 because you're not going to have USC and UCLA, depending on what happens on, I guess, what, December 14th when the Board of Regents meets. Right. But my feeling is USC and UCLA wind up going to the Big Ten. But what I'm not going to be able to get away from is that you don't have depth and balance in the conference without USC and UCLA. And I look at what the Big 12 did in reaction to Oklahoma and Texas fleeing to the SEC, and you add power programs like BYU and Cincinnati and Houston and Central Florida, like you add those four big schools, I think that gives you really quality depth. And Luke Fickle be damned, Cincinnati's not just going to go into a nosedive here, right? I look at BYU, you would expect BYU to continue to make changes the way that they have after a bad season that didn't meet expectations. Those are the hallmarks of good programs reacting and building. I don't think 
you know, to all due respect to everybody else in the Pac-12, nobody's making up for the loss of USC and UCLA in the Pac-12. I think right now today, I think I could make a really good argument that the Pac-12 is a better football conference than the Big 12. But I cannot get away from the idea that TCU's in the college football playoff semifinal right now, that USC is not. I think it's absolutely crippling to this conference. And in a time where the transfer portal is lighting up, we have over a thousand entrants into the transfer portal. Yeah, I think it's awfully difficult not to think that right now here today, I think it's really close. I don't know that you can draw a line yeah. on one side or the other. If I had to pick, I probably, I would probably lean to the Big 12 because of what Kansas did this year, what Kansas State did this year, knocking off, you know, TCU in the the, the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship. Yep. That's a huge deal for the, the Big 12. And the quality that was TCU all year to still wind up in the college football playoff is pretty dang impressive. So I think if I had to lean one way or the other, I think I would probably go with the Big 12 today just because I think right now the conference is a little deeper. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't blame you for that. I, I mean, I, I, I think that it's, it, it's really interesting, the ebb and flow of different conferences as well. Like you look at the Big 12 and you think about all those Oklahoma, Lincoln, Riley teams that made so much noise in that conference. You know, you think about the great Texas teams of past and like, you know, you think about how the conference has changed and, and, and evolved. And, and the one thing that does trouble me if, if, if we kind of reframe this to, hey, which conference looks better in the future? Well, certainly it's the Big 12, and and that's the trouble. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I, I think you you look at what Brett Yormark is able to do and, and what he's done so far. You look at, the like you just said, the teams they're adding and sort of the direction they're heading, and, yeah, the Big 12 does look like it's in a much better position. And, yeah, I think once, you know, SC is in the Big 10 and UCLA is in the Big 10 and, and, and you know, we kind of get some clarity on, like, what teams, like, Oregon are going to do and what teams like Stanford and like Stanford's a great example. Stanford's a low end football program who doesn't have a head coach right now, yeah. who, who, who is sort of floating in the middle of the ocean, waiting for some answers to come along. And, and so it's like, it's that kind of team that hurts you. And that's the kind of team that the big 12 is replaced now with teams like BYU and Cincinnati. And but, you, but you know, I, I, mean? also, I also don't think there's an elite program in either conference. I mean, I, I think, I think, USC and Utah clearly are the class of the Pac-12. But if we look at the Big 12, who's the class of the Big 12 right now? Yeah, I think it's different every year, which again tells me that that you're not a super elite conference. Like I look at the SEC and you know, you know the names on any given year. You know it's going to be Georgia or Bama. Some years it's going to be LSU. Some years Auburn's going to wake up and have one good year. Like you know, yeah. you know the names. And and to me, that like the SEC is rather balanced. You have four or five teams that on any given year could be college football playoff caliber, and then you have the rest, the, the best of the rest, if you will. Whereas the Big 12, you don't really know who the name is going to be. I mean, you know, obviously now you're going to have to look at TCU each and every year until major change happens. But like, can anybody honestly say that Baylor every single year is really good? Well, I know they're good enough to be a team like BYU, let's say, or they're good enough to beat that caliber of team, but they're not college football playoff good every well, single year. Well, and I year. think the team that disappointed you this year was Oklahoma State. I mean, yeah. being being a a you know a 500 in this year, four and five, sub 500 team in the conference is shocking. And I think obviously Baylor fell off and 
I mean, you look at, at Iowa State, terrible, one and eight this year, right? But you also look at the fact that TCU went nine and zero, oh, that K State went seven and two, the Texas was six and three, Texas Tech. I think very quietly, very quietly, Texas Tech had a solid, not spectacular, but a solid season. And I, I think if, if we're comparing these conferences, as I guess we're all wanting to do between the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve. I just look at the bottom of the Pac-12, and I I just don't know what's going to be left of this conference of teams like Colorado. What it like this whole discussion yeah. around Deion Sanders at Colorado? Colorado is a bad, bad because it's garbage, untalented program. Yeah, but Deion Sanders, I think, immediately changes that. So let's just say, what's best case scenario, at Colorado? Your your middle third. In the, in the Pac-12, right? I mean, if, if you give prime credit, you're going to be better immediately than Arizona State and Stanford, right? But is in the, a year from now, are we saying that Colorado had a better year than Jed Fish in Arizona? Yeah. You think you 100%, think so? 100%. I don't know, man. Yeah, 100%. I, I, it, I mean, it's possible. Arizona it, it's is a, a, yeah. But yeah. it's not outlandish to say they had a better year than Cal. Yeah. Right? That's no, not I mean, outlandish I, I think, at all. I think you're better than both the Arizona schools. I think you're better than Cal. You're better than Stanford. But then that's kind of where the train stops because because you look at a team like Oregon State. That is the Pac-12's Texas Tech, if you will. Right? Like, Oregon State is a really quality program that nobody talks about. Is Colorado better than UCLA next year? No. Because at some point, DTR is not going to be the quarterback there. I actually think he's got 10 more years of eligibility. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me it doesn't feel like DTR has been there a decade. Yeah, dude. Um, but that is UCLA football seemingly always. I mean, you would think if, if Dion comes in and builds Colorado... You're going to be better than let's them. say. Let's but say Dion overachieves, though. Let's say that Dion somehow finds his way into seven or eight wins. So now all of a sudden you're better than Oregon State, Washington State. Yeah, you're, you're you you elevate yourself into that cup that's not better than Oregon and Utah, but you are better than everybody else. So let's say it's Utah one, USC two, Oregon three, Washington four. And so then, what is that? Put Colorado then, yeah, five. Yeah, you're somewhere in there. So exactly. If that's the case. I, I, I still think the Big 12 is slightly better because yeah. I, I think the Big 12, well, again, I don't think there's an elite football program in the Big 12 right now. TCU, I'm pro I, I am I am massively underselling TCU. But I just, I don't know. I, we'll see. It, but I, think I feel get, bad saying that TCU is uh, not elite. Listen, they are, they're undefeated yeah. in conference yeah. and they're one losses in the ch conference championship game and... Mm -hmm. If they beat Michigan, there's no doubt that the Big 12 is better. Right. There's yeah. there's just no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah, right? but I think we can't get away from this transfer portal thing either. Like, as far as Prime is concerned, as far as these conferences are concerned, we're, we're going through our day yesterday. You know, we do the show. By the way, we put out some new YouTube shorts. Go and watch those. Those are pretty cool. Um, you know, we go to the gym. And this whole time, we just keep getting Twitter notifications. This guy, this quarterback, that quarterback, Buddy's quarterback, like all these quarterbacks in the transfer portal. And it just begs the question in my head, like for someone like Deion Sanders and and a lot of these other coaches who are that, you know, that younger, energetic coach that really understands how to leverage the transfer portal, the Lincoln Rileys of the world, yes. you know, the Deions of the world, like 
these guys that really make their living on the transfer portal, that's going to fast track turning around a program. And I'm certainly not going to sit here and put the same expectations on Dion that we had on Lincoln going to SC. I don't yeah, think that's but fair. I'm telling you, Boulder is not dissimilar from Palo Alto. Like Stanford and Colorado, the educational bar is awfully high at Colorado. And I, I, I know, I, I mean, it's a, they had the conversation about academics. You have to at, at Colorado. I don't know. I, I think Dion is a fascinating conversation. I actually, I think the bigger conversation about Deion Sanders is this guilt trip that's going on right now about prime leaving Jackson State and how can you leave a historically black college and the, the, the inability to, to appreciate somebody's success and the desire to keep them in their place is something I will just never understand. But whatever it is, guilt tripping or faulting or, yeah. you know, taking issue with Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State to go to Colorado is mind-numbing to me. Deion Sanders is always going to do what's best for Deion Sanders. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. If you are somebody that believes that, you know, because you had success at a historically black college, that you need to stay there for the sake of the college, I think you don't understand humanity. I, I, honestly, I don't. The whole guilt tripping thing with him is is ridiculous. All right, Big 12 versus Pac-12 uh, as we talk college football on the Monty Show. As always, our college football talk is presented by Barbecue Pit Stop. Hey, they have a really cool thing going on right now. They're trying to uh, raise money to help a family for the holidays, so make sure you find them on uh, their Instagram, BBQ Pit Stop, or just go to their website, bbqpitstop.com. They have a really cool seasoning pack. Uh, that is in place to help um, you know a family that is in need right now. And the best part about that is is that when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, um, they're going to give a, a piece of the the um, a piece of the the profit from that seasoning pack to this family um, that I I just think is is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, that's why we do business with guys like Barbecue Pit Stop because when you look at at what they do. And when you look at the way that Barbecue Pit Stop does business, I mean, you just you just have to appreciate. So they have this um, this family, and I'm going to get this wrong. The Cassius family, um, the Pit Stop Star Rubs are for sale uh, at all of their Utah stores. So Logan, Layton, Murray, uh, Lehigh, and St. George, you can get this. You can get the uh, the Barbecue Pit Stop Star Rubs. In their Utah stores, a percentage of those sales will go to the family. And trust me when I say they're the perfect gift. And I, go to bbqpitstop.com or go to any of their, their Utah locations. Say, hey, Monty said you guys are selling these rub packs to benefit this family that's in need right now. And if, if, you, just, if you just go in and talk to those guys and talk to them about you know, how important the community is, it, you can tell it's, it's genuine. You can tell it's real. And it's why I have all the respect in the world for guys like, you know, Steve at the Lehigh store or any of these guys that own these barbecue pit stops, their willingness to give back to the community. Obviously, on this show, you know, that's huge for us. But the guys at barbecue pit stop, if you have an extra dollar or two, you know, spend your money with those guys. They're great for gift giving for dad, your brother, your mom, anybody that's a food fan, anybody that's a, a smoker or barbecue fan. 
bbqpitstop.com. You can chat with them on their website. You can buy from their online store. You can go into any of their five local stores here in Utah. Again, Logan, Layton, Murray, Lehigh, and St. George. They're all great people, and they're giving back to their community. I love that about the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Who's better, the Big 12 or the Pac-12? Uh, why don't we start with M.I. Monty fan who says, good morning. Let's get it today. Indeed. Neville 93. How are you? Yo, good morning to the best sports show. Thank you. Uh, Logan street says morning guys. No doubt that the PAC 12 was better than the big 10 in 2022. I would agree with that I, on the field. I would agree with that off the field. I would just, I'm not taking the bait on the big 10 today. I'm not. The big 10 is a horribly overrated football conference. Yeah. Look, I mean, I don't think it needs to be some. Some big thing. Yes, it I, does. Like, I don't, you know, somebody needs to tell like, the truth about you, what goes on in that family. Hey, you start talking shit. You know, like <laughs> the Big Ten. I'm so tired. The Big Ten needs to win games. Period. You've got two teams in the college football playoff. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Well, and Smith and Jigma's not playing. Well, but doesn't matter. Not able to come back. Um, doctors have told him he is likely better off just preparing for the NFL. Um, so he will not play in the bowl game and he is preparing for the combine, uh, big loss for Ohio state. I don't want to hear it. Everybody's got injuries. Ask Michigan about Blake Corum. Everybody's got injuries. I am tired of the hype train. That is the big 10. I'm tired of hearing about it. You've got two teams undeservedly. So you've got two teams in the college football playoff win the whole damn thing because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it when when Georgia ultimately steamrolls Ohio State, when TCU, if TCU beats Michigan, my God, this is going to be a long show for Big Ten fans. Bonnie, please. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the, oh, well, you know, the barometric pressure dropped in the third quarter. It's the fucking vernal equinox. Jim Harbaugh's glasses fogged up and then his butthole started itching. What were we supposed to do? We can't control the weather. It'll be something stupid. Oh, the officials. Did you see him throw those flags? But it'll be something stupid like that. Well, we all know that everybody wanted to see the Christians get in. That's why TCU won that game. Uh-huh. Get out of here. The Big Ten you is so overrated. Yourself. Yeah, you better check yourself. Hey, Teddy Wayman, good to see you in the beard. Uh, NY Monty fan says, the beard, the myth, the legend. Good morning, Teddy. Teddy, I'm telling you. Yeah. We've made your beard, beard a superstar. Uh, Giggity says, what's up, my guys? Giggity, how are you? Hope Phoenix is treating you well. Forrest G. Um, <laughs> Teddy says, LOL, morning, NY Monty fan. See, the beard is doing the job. Uh, Steve Lopez, hello. Jesse Harsh, good morning, too. He says, the only thing the, that the Pac-12 has over the Big 12 is jerseys. Well, I mean, Oregon's paint splatter is something spectacular. No? Okay. Uh, buenos dias, hombres says San Diego State Essex. Did you like that? I mean, yeah, that was well done. I, I mean, mean, that was, you know, good job. You know, Forrest G says, Jesse, I went to high school with Taft, LOL. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know what that means. Logan Street says, morning guys, the Pac-12 top to bottom was better than the Big 12 in 2022, but it will be interesting going forward as SC and UCLA were up and Texas to know you were down. It might level off when they're gone. I, I think the Big 12 has done the best possible job of mitigating the loss of Texas and Oklahoma because you're never going yes. to replace them. Yep. They're not, those are huge brands. But, you know, Cincinnati, now that Luke Fickle's gone, 
He's he's at Camp Randall in Wisconsin, Madison. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that you can replace him. I don't care who they hired. I don't know that you can replace yeah, him. Yeah, I, I just don't think you replace special talent or big nameplates, but I, but that doesn't mean your conference all of a sudden is burning to the ground. You know, I still think they can do some productive things. Well, I don't things. think you're burning to the ground. Yeah, but, like I think you know. you're fine. Like I think that you, you still have found a way to put a team in the college football playoff, and that's really all that matters. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, Kurt Meyer says, good morning, my people. Morning escape. Yes, indeed, we're glad to to do that for you. San Diego State says the advocates, Phoenix, accidents, Dallas, yeah, about last night that happened. The Suns are quickly becoming Luca's play toy. Yeah, and book no showed last <laughs> night. And so, this is my one complaint about Devin Booker. It's my yeah. guy. It's my guy. We need to procreate. We do. But you got to show up in big games. You, you, It's unacceptable to get boat raced by punchable face. Like, I just can't. Yeah. Yep. Devin Booker had, I think, 11 points last night. Like, I, I could not watch. I hate Luka Doncic. Let's consult I, the douche meter. The most punchable face in the NBA is Luka Doncic. Get a fast Doncic. pass for douche mountain because like, you're a douche. Yeah. It, you, and I, in our vaunted top secret. Behind the scenes classified. Pre-show meeting. Jake said, I know I'll never understand why teams allow him to shoot threes. I agree. Make him drive to the basket and then pound him physically. That guy's definitely a douche. And I, yet teams won't do it. They they fall for the step back. It's not like he's lightning quick. I understand he's quicker than you think he is. Take the three away from him. Take the three away from him. He's not agile. Yeah. It's not like Luka Doncic is blowing by anybody. You're I, a douche. Okay. Uh, Christopher Shannon, I'd still say the Pac-12 is better because of more flagship universities and larger alumni bases. Big 12 universities are small and specific to private Christian missions or farming. Now you're overthinking it. <laughs> okay. Now you're overthinking it. Plain and simply put, DTR has been at UCLA for 10 years. Yep. And Baker's a free agent about to be. We'll see. We'll talk about that. And uh, coming up in about 20 minutes on Football at 50, Lord Radon, good morning. Big 12 is a collection of misfits and leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not necessarily a terrible thing, but just realize what they are. I don't disagree that they're a bunch of misfits. Yeah, but somehow, again, they found their way in the college football playoff, right? Yeah. So, yeah, come on. Uh, Roger Sales, good morning. Pac-12 has always uh, beat itself up and hence gets no respect. Good for bowl betting most years. This year, bet the Pac-12 in all the bowl games. Well, they do have some really favorable matchups. Yeah. N not the least of which is Utah versus Penn State. So we'll <laughs> see. Uh, Skeet says ridiculous. Okay. Uh, what's ridiculous? What, 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 what exactly is, is ridiculous? It's I don't ridiculous. know. Yeah, Little Jizzy says uh, Jizzy in the house. Little Jizzy. Uh, careful, it stains. Uh, Kanai Johnson says, terms. morning, <laughs> morning, fellas. Sean Mirzinski says, over a 1,000 players just yesterday entered the portal before that the record was 270. Yeah. And quarterbacks all over the place. And that's what I'm saying. The portal is going to be prolific. I mean, the portal is, is going to allow, like, it's the age-old thing. The portal is both the best and the worst thing. Like, for Kyle Whittingham, probably not the best thing that you got a 1,000 guys entering the portal yesterday. No. For Dion and Lincoln... And Kirby and Jimbo and Dabo, good day in the portal. Good day. We're going to go and get some boys, right? 
those guys know how to use the portal. So that's what I'm saying. It'll be really interesting to see like how the portal plus NIL equals natties. That's basically what, what the equation is. You got to have NIL money to pair with guys in the transfer portal to go out and win a national championship. Yeah, I don't know either. And the thing that I, I think is so fascinating is those that dominate the portal dominate college football. Yep. Plain and simply put. Uh, Lord Radon says, remember last year when there was all that talk about Iowa State being a top 10 team? I needed a good laugh this morning. Uh, Iowa okay. State. Iowa State's that team that like once every five years, you'll get a broadcaster will be like, welcome to Ames, Iowa. The upstart, Iowa State somebodies. I can't remember their name because nobody cares about Iowa State, but we're here doing a football game. That's fucking interesting, man. Right? Like, <laughs> Iowa State, like, once every five years. What, is... Was it the cornfields that distracted you? Oh, my God. It, it's crazy, dude. It is crazy. Marby Dog, good morning. My only anxiety with Dion, if I'm a buff, is Prime is working for Prime, not Colorado. Well, I mean, it, it is an interesting... It was an interesting job choice because he could have had pretty much any open job in college football. But Colorado offers you a lot of things. Colorado, and one of the things that Dion is already selling is that he's going to take, he is going to take that kid who historically does not get into Colorado. He's going to take that kid. He's going to bring him to Colorado. He's going to make sure that they get access to an elite education and that they they play college football. Well, and I think the thing you got to understand about what Dion wants, it's not that Dion's looking for the best job, right? The best job by traditional standards. Dion is acutely aware that the recipe for success at Jackson State was that they were a garbage program, and he's the reason they're winning football games. Not all the talent, right? Not all the not not all the football players, but that he is the 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 catalyst for climbing the mountain. And Colorado is in that same position where you've been a bad program and now you're going to start again. You've been, an, you've been an awful program in the Pac-12. I didn't even remember that you were in the Pac-12. You were probably in like the Pac-50 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like you're a bad program. But now you've brought in Dion, and it fits for Dion because now he can be the shining star. He can be the saving grace. And now, yes, he's going to bring kids in. He's going to develop kids, and his kid's going to play quarterback. So it's the same formula. Just now he's in a P5 playing against better players on the other side of the line of scrimmage. That's the only difference. So yeah. to me, that's why he took Colorado instead of a Cincinnati or another program that's kind of proved itself already. Yeah, and I, I, it's what bothers me so much about this criticism of him. And it is, you know, it is this. It's what we do, and specifically, I think it is tightly wound to the black community. That when you have when you have somebody that is, hey, this kid, you know, we grew up on the block. You can't leave the block. Like, hey, you know, they're going to hate on you because of your success. And when they when they get a chance to be around you, they can't wait to get their hands on you, right? But once you leave, it's like, oh, he's a jerk, or he abandoned us. There's nothing wrong with Deion Sanders leaving a historically black college at Jackson State to go to Colorado. Sorry if you're offended by that. There's nothing wrong with that. It is clearly a step up. It is clearly more money. It is, they, they're going to have to... Do you, did you guys see yesterday that they have not yet figured out how, to pay, how they're going to pay Deion Sanders? They still have to work out the money end of it on Colorado's end. 
which is crazy. But it's a big step up for Deion Sanders. And we should not be we should not be criticizing Prime for that. We should be celebrating Prime for that. Well, it's like, oh, how could you leave the neighborhood? Right? That's what they'll say to us. But his it's face. true. But then but then when he's not around, they'll say, Oh, our neighborhood sucks. Our neighborhood sucks. We don't have a well, neighborhood. There's something to that too. You know what I mean? So there's it's like it's that, that it's too. that double faced, you know, narrative. And I think that you know, I give Dion credit. Like, you got to go and do what you got to do, man. But this you're is not. What it is. Uh, the other thing is, you're not supposed to bring everybody with you. No, I think there's something. It's and, Nick and Saban thing. It, you're not supposed to bring everybody with you because not everybody that you know is good for you. You know, it, it's it's a it's probably it's probably one of those conversations. Yes. So uh, the biggest stories in sports every morning on this show presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Hey, you know, we've had a lot of snow, rain, sleet, salt on the roads here in the great state of Utah. Um, I'm telling you now that there's no better place to get all that washed off the car than a quick quack car wash. We're going there today after the show because it's supposedly... Allegedly. And Mother Nature's a liar sometimes, but supposedly it's going to be a beautiful... Crisp, 40-degree sunny day. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. Going to run through the Quick Quack Car Wash. Five, seven minutes. We'll be in and out of there. Probably need to hit the vacuums today. Klaus, the Audi's taken a beating over the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. So we probably need to hit the vacuums. You know, uh, but those are free at Quick Quack. So we're going to do that for sure. The towels to wash the mirrors and the windows, those are all free. You want to touch up your door jams? The towels are free at Quick Quack. And the people are really friendly We'll be there today. I'm telling you, the best car wash in the business is Quick Quack Car Wash. I don't think there's any doubt that the Heisman Trophy finalists are one of the biggest stories in sports. I'm yeah. curious what you guys think about this. When you look at the when you look at the the Heisman Trophy finalists, and you start to understand that Stetson Bennett is probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. Should win the Heisman Trophy. You, okay, so you are should win the Heisman uh, Trophy. Okay, so here's here's where our... It, it, so in the big picture, generally yes. speaking on the Heisman, yes. not unique to this year. I'm a big believer that when you're talking about the Heisman, there's the guy that should win it based on his team's record, based on the resume, based on how he performed. And then there's the best quarterback of them all in terms of the NFL. Right. That logic applies this year. Stetson Bennett, there's no there's nowhere there's no chance that I'd rather have Stetson Bennett than Caleb Williams. That said, Stetson Bennett's gonna win the Heisman this year because he plays at Georgia, because they are undefeated, and because they are probably gonna win the college football playoff. Now that said, if I'm drafting, I'm taking Caleb Williams because the modern day NFL yes. quarterback needs to be able to move more than Stetson can move, and Caleb Williams has an absolute cannon. Now Again, all the Utah people are going to be like, oh, well, he disappointed, he lost, whatever, he's a loser. And that's fine. That's why he won't win the Heisman. Yeah. But what I'm telling you is that is that if I'm drafting, I want Caleb Williams. If I'm on the Heisman you know, train, I'm taking Stetson. That, that's just how the Heisman works. And I think Stetson deserves it. I think the guy you know, has done a hell of a job. I think that he's been through a lot at Georgia. He sat behind some guys. Like, he's done some, you know, he had to wait. But now he's taking full advantage. So that's kind of where I come down on that. Are you a C.J. Stroud guy? So you look at this group of finalists on the screen. Yeah. And you have Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan from TCU, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, and Caleb Williams from USC. Uh-huh. Are, are, you, are you a C.J. Stroud guy? Because I, 
Look, I have respect for what C.J. Stroud has done. I do. There, there's, there is just no doubt about the fact that C.J. Is, is to go to Ohio State for everything they're not as a program. Excuse me. As a program. Thank you. C.J. Stroud has 37 touchdowns at six interceptions. Crappy competition. Okay, when we're looking at the individual performer, I don't much care. 37 touchdowns and six interceptions is pretty dang good no matter who you are. Right. Right? So I, I, I think that C.J. Stroud by the numbers should be there. But when you're Stetson Bennett and you have the numbers that Stetson has, but you have the expectations. Because you've won. That Stetson Bennett has. Yes. And I think this is something that I think matters in this conversation. I don't believe that there were national championship expectations on Caleb Williams. I don't believe that Duggan had national championship expectations. Agreed. Stetson Bennett, the entire season, had national championship expectations at Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I think when you throw for 20 touchdowns and six interceptions in the SEC and you, you perform at a very high level and you look at his season and you start looking at, you know, the, the fact that he closed with a big performance against, you know, against Georgia tech, you, you, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Tennessee. You look at Florida, Vandy, Auburn, Mizzou, Kent State, South Carolina. I think that's Samford. Yeah. That I, I don't I should know better, but it's Samford. And unfortunately, <laughs> his biggest game, if you're an Oregon fan, was to open the season against Oregon. My biggest concern about Stetson Bennett's candidacy is he didn't have that one game where you were like, hot damn. No, but what he did have is dominating dominating team performances from an offensive perspective. And I think when you compare C.J. Stroud's numbers to, to, to Bennett's numbers, the one thing that really stands out is the touchdown difference. And so on the surface, everyone's going to say, oh, well, C.J. should win the Heisman then, right? Because, because dude's got 37 touchdowns and Stetson's got 20, right? But if you well, really start to take a look at this and you start to understand, oh, well, Georgia has great running backs. Georgia runs the hell out of the football. Georgia, you know, isn't isn't in a position where they need their quarterback to throw them every single week to victory. And that's where I think you start getting in the weeds on the Heisman because I agree, national championship expectations should absolutely matter. If you got to play with that pressure every single week, not that, you know, he's living his life saying, oh my God, I've got all this pressure, but there's a certain standard you got to live up to if you're going to be the starting quarterback of a team like Georgia. Yeah. Or but but again, I think there are expectations on the individual level at Ohio State. And I think when you the problem for CJ Stroud is he's not the runner um that I think everybody makes him out to be. And he threw two picks in the biggest game of the year. I mean, now he played really well against Penn State, three fifty four and a touchdown. But when you throw for three hundred and forty nine yards, but you get picked twice by Michigan. That's a problem, which brings me back to what I've been saying pretty much all season long. I think Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman Trophy because if you look at his... Jesus, those numbers. Though. His numbers are ridiculous. 4,074 yards, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions. But you look at his numbers. I mean, to put up 363, three touchdowns and an interception. And granted, you lost... But very clearly, 
Caleb Williams played some pretty good football against Utah. Well, and this is one of the conversations we need to have. And I, I don't know, does winning and losing matter when we're talking about who should win the Heisman Trophy? And, and I, think, I think when you look at the Heisman, it's an individual award. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt about it. It's not a team award, which is why I think C.J. Stroud's more in the conversation. And I think statistically, Stetson Bennett is not. And if we're doing just individual award, individual performances, USC's defense is trash, bro. Yeah. This kid can really play quarterback. Yeah. And I think when you look at the performances where in their game of consequence in the regular season, and again, I understand it was a loss. He put up 381 yards at Utah and five touchdowns. Well, and I think that that point you make about how the dynamic at play at SC where you're you're clearly playing in a in in a you know Lincoln Riley led offense, which, yes. which essentially means that you're going to be passing down the field at a really high rate. I can see that working both ways. And this is again not to be negative, but this is where I have trouble with college football because what I'm about to say applies to the college football playoff rankings, to the AP, to coaches polls, basically to any sort of ranking system, right? So hey, you play in a Lincoln-Riley-led offense, which inherently means that you're going to get way more opportunity to put up big numbers. Should that help you or should that hurt you, right? Because if Stetson Bennett plays on a team where you have prolific running backs and a prolific offensive line, he shouldn't be penalized for that, right? So his, you know, whatever his numbers were, his 20 touchdowns and 2,800 yards or whatever it was should be just as good in that system as Caleb's 4,038. Right in a Lincoln Riley led system, that's where I start to have trouble. So if it's individual, if we're just going numbers are numbers, well, yeah, then Caleb's going to run away with it. But I think it's more than that. I think you got to put some substance to it. You got to you got to put some perspective on it. So to me, again, I would go with Stetson. I think there's expectations. It's not good enough to lose in your championship game. Like it's just it's just not. But again, it's an individual yeah, award. I, I, but I think you're exactly right. I think for the Heisman voters, and I know dozens of Heisman voters. I know a lot of Heisman voters. And I, I they, it's, it is an individual award. And I think they look at individual numbers weighted against how good the, the talent around them are, which is why Stetson Bennett's numbers, I think, are, are, are troubling. Mm-hmm. And I think he may have trouble. Now, if I were voting, I would probably vote for Caleb Williams or Stetson Bennett. I don't know. I would have to really dig into it. I wouldn't want to be the soccer writer who's voting for college football. And again, and this is the schedule thing too, though. Not to, not to cut in, but like the schedule thing matters here. Once again, like who you played has to matter in this equation. Well, and I think because every team, no matter who you are, has big games on your schedule. Yeah. Some have two, some have five. I look at Caleb Williams and all I can say is he balled out against Utah. That UCLA performance was scintillating. Yeah. 470 yards, two touchdowns. He ran for 33 more and another touchdown. Granted, he threw a pick. But you 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 look at his big, big games, man. They're all big, big games on their schedule. And the pick thing, it's I Utah, think, it's UCLA. The, he's only got four on the season. I, I, yeah. I don't think if you're a Heisman voter, you're like, oh, well, he threw a pick against Utah. Or like, you know, that was a horrible game. Like, he's got four on the season, dude. I mean, he he is Caleb Williams. As much as I hate the fingernail polish thing, like, listen, there's nobody that's a bigger Notre Dame fan. He won the game against Notre but Dame. You're also he the dominated guy, Notre Dame. But aren't you also the guy that says, "Hey, you got to have"? Like we were just talking about this with Kalani yesterday. 
you got to have that fu mentality on 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 some level. Yeah, like, I don't know that in, it, that you need to be writing it on your fingernails. I, yeah. I, I, it's it's low cash, but we'll see. I don't know. Where do you guys come down on this? Who would you vote for to win the uh, the Heisman Trophy? K. Do, what's up with you? Good morning, guys. Once SC and UCLA leave, Colorado will have an easier past path to reach an expanded college football playoff. With a reduced pack, Prime has a few years to build Colorado. Agreed. I agree with that. Agreed. I agree with that. Uh, Boyd Lake says it's Max Duggan for Heisman. Uh, Tanner Plummer, good morning. Are you in a better mood today? He says, man, if Caleb Williams wins it, I'll be ticked. Why? I mean, I think he's deserved it. Like, why? Uh, Let's see. PLL Superfan Forever. Says Stetson shouldn't win based on stats. No, well, but no, that's he the conversation, right? Yeah, he so should what, not what, win based on stats. So what? What do you win a Heisman Trophy on? Because first of all, what what we need to not skip is this is a quarterback award. Like, let's just get that out of the way. This year, certainly, it is. I, I I think I think basically every year, unless there is you know just a ridiculous like like clearly the reason you're winning wide receiver or back. It's a quarterback award, you know, and and so that's the first thing that needs to be said. But again, I I feel like it just needs to be pointed out. Like, what is the criteria? If it's just stats, we know who the winner is. It's very clear. Well, and I think the he is man trophy uh, is is <clears throat> the single best player in college football. That to me is what the Heisman Trophy is. And I think when you look at the Heisman, if you if I said to you. Who's the best player in college football? I would go Caleb Williams. I would. Just like I said. I think it's hard not to go Caleb Williams. Yeah. You know, like, this is not the best defender. This is not the best wide. It's the best player in college football. Kind of hard to say that's not Caleb Williams. Yeah. Especially with, with the numbers and the big performances that you put up there. It's, it's tough not to do that. Uh, Nathan gives us a $5 tip. Good morning, Nathan. How long before schools are able to offer... Multi-year contracts to combat the portal. Well, I, I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're trying. Obviously, this is why you can transfer once and not have to worry about, um, you know, sitting out. You're eligible immediately. Or if you're a grad transfer, like, but you're going to have to figure out how to stop Keaton Slovis from bouncing around school to school or quarter quarterback bouncing around school to school or whatever it might be. Right now, the biggest issue with the transfer portal is that guys are getting paid. So you're seeing a, a slew of starting quarterbacks yep. that are in the transfer portal. Even if you had a good year. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. but I think the transfer portal was originally designed for Jacob Conover. Hey, I don't feel like I'm going to get a chance at BYU. I want to transfer and go somewhere where I can get a chance to start right away. Right. Okay, that makes sense to me. I understand why Jacob Conover transferred. Right. I have no idea why Caleb Williams transferred. Oh, well, your coach left? Okay, that's one of those situations that was specifically why the transfer portal was designed. Right. Because coaches were able to leave and players were not. Well, now players can leave. But now it's gone to the point where it's like, okay, well, hey, we have a, uh, we have a, uh, a Dodge Charger. Uh, we have a luxury condominium and $30,000 a month for you if you come play here. Let's go somewhere. It's kind of become the wild, wild west and the haves versus the have-nots. As is life. But you know what we're seeing with Coach Prime? We're seeing now a historically black college who usually is not going to be able to compete in the transfer portal. Now we're starting to see 
hey, everybody has access. Everybody can transfer. Everybody can move. I don't know. I, I don't know if contracts are the answer, but I certainly think it's an interesting starter. Absolutely. I think it's an interesting starter. Um, Kurt Myers, I don't know. Um, Kurt Myers, let me go up. There's got to be another one. There it is. Uh, Kurt Myers says, uh, please, people, if you haven't put a living will or end of life document in place for every family member, without these documents in place, it can be impossible to move loved ones to hospice. We just moved my mother uh, home uh, and on hospice for end of life. She has a full, uh, not, not all family wanted this. Thanks for your support. Well, I mean, wow, that is a very serious deal. Yeah. We wish you the best. Uh, yeah, if you don't have a living will, you're crazy. Yeah. You're absolutely crazy. Sean Mirosinski says, true, Tanner, uh, to some, uh, though, some may think of that as an excuse. Uh, injuries are not a factor. Sean Mirosinski, uh, let's see, Salty Drunk says, I enjoy football discussion immensely, but I was just curious, will we be doing some hoop chat in the heart of the NBA season? Well, when we get to the heart of the NBA season, let me know. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, Monty, you had the exact opposite take for MVP in baseball. Now, all of a sudden, it's an individual award and the team doesn't matter. Well, that's not what I said. What I said for MVP in baseball is that when I look at Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge had such an overwhelmingly, I mean, was there any question Aaron Judge was, I mean, the guy was almost won the triple crown. Dude, he's the reason they made the postseason. Like, I mean, football and baseball cannot be compared. They're two completely different animals like you can't compare you cannot compare the MVP race in baseball to the Heisman Trophy in football like yeah. it, it's it I mean you're t- quite literally it's an apple and an orange you there's no comparison so I look at the Heisman and I think okay well you know you've got to look at you've got to look at talent you've got to look at who's around it's one of the issues with Stetson Bennett his stats are not good and he's on arguably the most talented team in college football. Yeah. Maybe not arguably, you know? So I could also say about Caleb Williams, well, hey, maybe it's just that Caleb doesn't have a defense, so he got more offensive reps. Cool. Not every quarterback could take advantage of that. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure that you use the promo code MONTI25 to get 25% off your purchase. Of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I'm telling you, crust. I can't remember who it was, but one of our listeners did stuff, Chicago stuffed crust. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, your crust, but extra barbecue sauce was the change this weekend that I did at uh, at our uh, at Papa Murphy's. I yeah. added extra barbecue sauce. Dude, game changer. Yep. Extra barbecue sauce on the smoker. Absolutely a a game changer. Make sure you use the promo code MATI25 when you order your pizza at Papa Murphy's Pizza NFL Power Ranking. Power. 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 Um, Very interesting times in the NFL. Did anybody see Tommy? Tommy. Tommy last night. Speaking of of Aaron Judge, Tommy and Aaron shared a bro hug last night. Tommy. Uh, unbelievable comeback win. And now Tommy has passed Peyton Manning for the most fourth quarter comebacks at 44 ever. Can we just stop wondering if 
Tommy is the best professional athlete in the history of sport? Because he is. He's got pretty much every record. Having said that, Tampa had to struggle to get the win. Yep. Jake, who's the worst team in the NFL right now? The Bears or the Texans? I mean... I don't know. It's that's like really asking tough, about dude. your mom or your yeah, sister. Yeah, I mean, right? that's really tough, dude. Like, I think... I, I think I'd have to go with the Texans just because the Bears at least have some talent to look forward to. You know, and the Bears cap situation is in a better spot. Like, at least there's a little bit moving forward, like, with the future of the Bears. Whereas the Texans, I'm like, well, uh, you've been bad. You're probably going to stay bad. Like, uh, at least with the Bears, I can be like, yeah, you know, with with uh, Maserati Mitch a couple years ago, you at least sniffed the postseason. You know, like, at least there's progress. This is going to sound crazy. The worst team in the in the NFL. Here are the five worst teams. Yeah. The Texans are the worst team. I think the Rams are the second worst team. I think the Chicago Bears are the third worst team. Mm-hmm. I think the Broncos are the fourth worst team. And I think the Arizona Cardinals are the fifth worst team in the, the NFL. It's embarrassing. Like- I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't understand. Now, and you can throw in Curlin. You can throw in New Orleans. You could I think Jacksonville is the best worst team in the NFL. But I think those are the five worst teams. And I also think I could probably make a compelling argument that Denver is the worst team. But I mean the Russell Wilson's Dude. Houston's terrible. They're absolutely the worst. Has there ever been a year where so many teams with what were stud quarterbacks are just not good anymore? Like, like you look at, you know, the Kylers, the Russell Wilsons, the, I mean, the list goes on, but like the Raiders, perfect example, mediocre team, not one of the worst teams, but a mediocre team right now. And they have a pretty productive guy in Derek Carr. You know, like how many years in the NFL are we going to get? Yeah, they've got talent. Everything looks great on paper. And then they flame. Yeah. Uh, uh, quarterbacks aren't enough anymore. Uh, and I think this is this is Cole Komet with my R and we, the Chicago Bears. Cole Komet. You got to have a really good tight end now. I am, I am convinced that if you want to win at a high level in the NFL, I mean, look at, I think Kansas City is the best team in the NFL. Great tight end. You know, you look at, um, you know, look at Philadelphia. 49ers. You look at the 49ers. You look at some of the best teams in this league have great tight ends. Mm-hmm. You know, like now, I think when you look at the five best teams in the NFL, I'm still going to maintain Kansas City's best team in the NFL. Uh-huh. I think Patty Mahomes, I think that defense is actually playing better. Not the best, but I think they're playing better. And I think Patrick Mahomes, I think they're the best team in the NFL. You know what I don't understand? I don't understand who the Buffalo Bills are. Mm-hmm. Because this Jekyll and Hyde act that we've been getting in Buffalo, they've gotten a little healthier defensively, which is scary because I think they're the best defense in the NFL. But I think they're they're I think there's the best team, Kansas City. And then yeah. I think there's like three, four others. Yeah. Kansas City's one. Here are the three, four others. Philadelphia certainly has to be there. Yep. I think there's no doubt Buffalo's there. Are the Dallas Cowboys one of the five best teams in the NFL? I mean, I that mean, defense yeah, is unbelievable. They are, but at the same time, does anybody believe they're actually going to do anything in the postseason? Well, I think, A, it's stupid to find them for the Salvation Army bucket celebration. Stop yeah. that. Um, I think that Dak Prescott's playing very good football right now. And I think that he's being undersold. My question is always going to be, do you believe in CeeDee Lamb? 
because when CD Lamb's going, that team's almost impossible to beat. Their defense is just so damn dominant. Right. That they don't need much, man. If you just give them three touchdowns in a game, they'll probably get you a fourth. Right? Like, so yeah, I think Dallas is. I'm pretty convinced that the 49ers are not until I can see Purdy do it. I don't believe the 49ers are. So I think it's Kansas City, Philly, Buffalo, no question about it. I'm going to put Dallas as that fourth team. And then I think the fifth best team's got to be Cincinnati with yes, the way that Joe Burrow's playing. My guy. Let's go. I, 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 think, I think my biggest concern is that their defense is not elite by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And Joe Mixon's got to stay healthy. Yeah. But I believe in Cincinnati more than Baltimore, San Francisco. I believe in Cincinnati more than I believe in Minnesota. Well, and what's the X factor? Their quarterback. Joe Burrow has a way of winning big games. And I think he beats, he beats Kansas City with a, you know, I would say... 70% Jamar Chase, 80% Jamar Chase coming off of that hip injury. Like, you know, they're they're getting healthier. They're getting better. And when you can go on the road and win a big game, you know, like Joe has done so many times in his Browns, career. at the Bucks, at the Patriots, Bills, and Ravens. Yeah, dude. I don't know that in a month from now we're going to be saying Cincinnati's one of the five best teams in the NFL. Well, I know I won't be saying, I know for a fact I won't be saying the Minnesota Vikings are. Because I just still believe that they've gotten fat off of some pretty crappy teams. Um, I would note, again, that they got blown out by Dallas. That's when I started changing my opinion on Minnesota. Yeah. Right? But they've beaten the Jets, the Patriots. At the Bills is a convincing win. That's a great win. Washington, Arizona, Miami, Chicago, New Orleans, Detroit. They lost to the Eagles. They beat the Packers. Like I'm not Dallas loss. The only question I have with the Dallas loss is that is that just like a, a one off? Because mm, I mean that was just such an ass kicking. I don't know. I don't think it was. I mean, you have to question who they are. You know, you never question who Papa Murphy's is. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, I would just tell you, Go ahead, download the Papa Murphy's app. You can order it any time of day that you want and say, okay, I'll pick it up at five o'clock on my way home. You'll walk in the door at five o'clock. It'll be sitting on the rack right by the door on the pickup orders. It'll have your name on a receipt. Boom, done. Don't have to talk to anybody if you don't want to. Nothing, man. Like it's super easy. Oh, for real. It's good to go. I'm telling you that. It's convenient. Yes, it is. Um, I have, yeah, I, I love it. By the way, real quick note, uh, three former Cincinnati assistants have been hired at Wisconsin, uh, by Luke Fickle, uh, Mike Tressel, Colin, uh, Hischler and Mike Brown have all gone. Mike Brown. I'm telling you, you want to talk about a conference that could be getting better and they need to get better. They need to get better. The big 10 dude, the big 10. I hate Proof to say is in it. The pudding with Wisconsin. I don't buy that he Dude, can go and build oh, that thing. I think he absolutely Luke Fickle's a flipping really I good know, coach. I, I don't I look, I, I don't I'm not discounting what Luke Fickle did at Cincinnati, but 
but you're you're with all due respect it's it, you're now you're going to play the big boys more than just in the college football playoff now you know like you you're going to have to build from ground zero essentially i think they're going to be just fine i think yeah. they are wisconsin's going to come off of a 4 and 5 season and by the way don't forget about matt rule at nebraska yeah those are two teams and I know they're both in the West, but those are two teams that just got enormous lifts, enormous lifts. Luke Fickle, it's not even that Luke Fickle has X's and O's. He brings that certain mentality. He's got that Urban Meyer it factor, Luke Fickle does. Right. Where when he walks into a meeting room, there's a hush, people respect, people listen. When he's sitting in your living room, he can charm Alice and Dave into letting little Kevin go to you know Madison to play football. Like... Luke Fickle's got it. Matt Rule, I think, is the perfect college. Don't bring him back to the NFL guy. But you, if Nebraska and Wisconsin are better football programs, all of a sudden the Big Ten just got way deeper. Yeah. Because I'd also remind you that both Ohio State and Michigan are in the East. And if you build uh, – Wisconsin's that program. And I, I know that nobody believes me when I say this. Wisconsin's that program – Mm-hmm. that you can build into a, a national powerhouse. Yeah, he's believing. Okay. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that I'm not going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Do you wake up on certain days and like, you know, I'm going to treat fat ass poorly today. I'm just going to be I'm a cock all day. I'm not treating you poorly. Well, you're, you, di- you're, 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 you're disagreeing about... with me. You're supposed to sit here and talk about I'm good looking. I'm smarter than you. Wish and, this was you. Man, you, these takes are amazing. By the way, did you Daddy. lose weight? That's what you're supposed to do on the show. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's not what what you're. Don't do that, bro. What uh, the hell is going on in the comments section today? I, I don't like know. What, what. It it's, it is the usual salty drunk and Tanner Plummer doing whatever it is they're doing. Uh, you know. Let's see. Uh, Teddy Wayman says Mahomes can't beat Joe Owen three. Well, yeah. Joe well, Burrow owns yeah. Patty Ice. Yeah. You know, uh, let's see. Arlington Bear says, guys, what's the word out of Provo? Nua, Hill, Anderson. Sean Nua is interesting here on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates Utah, advocates.com, or simply put, no matter where you are, just go to the Advocates. You know the cool thing about the Advocates? When you go to their website, and you should, while you're listening to the show, just go to the advocates.com. And right at the bottom of the screen, there's two buttons chat with an attorney or give us a call because I know a lot of people when you've been in an accident or you have an an injury situation you're not you're not so excited to talk on the phone you know what that's like you know you're maybe you're embarrassed maybe you're unsure you can chat with an attorney on their website right now and it costs you nothing Mm -hmm. because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case it's that simple so there's no huge retainers there's no out-of-pocket costs they're going to help you defer your medical bills and the best part about the advocates is that you, you, you get empathy because they care about you. They care about your situation. Um, you know, and, and if you're in Utah, you know, Arizona, as I said, they just opened up their office in Arizona. Um, they have offices across Idaho, Washington, Montana, Nebraska, Oregon. Like, if you need an injury attorney, get to theadvocates.com. They're the best in the business. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. BYU is in a very interesting situation uh, when it comes to, you know, hey, what's going on here? What's going on there? It is a very interesting, it is a very interesting situation because 
You know, when I look at when I look at Sean Nua, there is a a, a very I'm not gonna say they're fighting for Sean Nua, because ultimately Sean's gonna make a decision. But I still maintain that Jay Hill's not leaving the head coaching position at Weber, where he's had enormous success, to be a coordinator at BYU. Are we clear on that? Let's say he does. Let's say Jay Hill leaves BYU or leaves Weber for BYU. To be, so you're going to be a, a head coach with national championship level aspirations at Weber. Okay, let's go be a defensive coordinator. Let's go be an let's go be an assistant head coach, special teams coordinator. Whatever you want to slot Jay Hill into. Yeah. Are you telling me he's going to be there for 10 years? Are you telling me that Jay Hill is going to BYU to be there for five years? Wouldn't Jay Hill be going there for, for I would guess, a stepping stone to a, a D1 head coaching job? Well, why does that make sense? Why does that make sense? And if he takes that job, I'll ask him. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense to leave Weber. And maybe we don't know. Maybe maybe Jay has been looking to step up into a, a Wisconsin, a Nebraska. Yeah. Maybe he's been looking for a bigger job and he just can't get a, get a sniff. So maybe he's going to leave Weber and he's going to go to BYU and maybe get that boomerang effect. I'm going to do that. Any way you slice the Jay Hill pie, it doesn't make a lot of sense for Kalani Sataki to hire somebody that would be a senior assistant there's, no, there's just no other way to slice the pie. He's not coming in to be a quality control coach. Yeah, next question. He'd be your assistant head coach, your defensive coordinator. He's coming in for a big slice of the assistant coaching pie. Yeah. On a short-term basis. That doesn't make a lot of sense. The last thing this staff needs, hire some guys who are here for a year and then go hire some more. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So that's never fit well with me. Yeah. The Sean Nua thing makes a lot of sense, especially with Kelly coming down from Boise, which is where I've confirmed that 20 different ways to Sunday, right? So it makes a lot of sense that Kelly will coach linebackers because I'm telling you, he is is one of the best linebacker coaches in the country. And they need it. Kelly Papinga is an elite coach of linebackers that that dude there are just some guys who are positionally i say this about guy holiday and wide receivers i i i I, like fessy sataki i think does a great job kelly papinga should should coach linebackers every single day of his football coaching life and if he does that as a defensive coordinator okay great he's not ready to be a defensive coordinator yeah you want to make kelly papinga your assistant head coach and linebacker coach okay i'm good with that Sean Newis should be your defensive coordinator. But I think USC is doing everything they could do to keep him. As they should. He is not recruiting for USC right now, which tells you there's some, some things up in the air. He's not making, making calls. He's not going and visiting people, which right now is a critical recruit, recruiting time. So is he leaving or is he not? And the other thing that, that, that I think is really critical about BYU right now is you got to make a decision here, and you got to get this done right now. You have got to get this done right now. 
because you're in a critical recruiting window. Yeah. The transfer portal is absolutely on fire and you need a lot of help on the defensive side of the football. You need somebody like Sean Nua, who is arguably the best recruiter, one of the best recruiters in the Pac-12. Yes, yes, yes. Let's not get carried away. He's one of the best recruiters in the Pac-12. You need that guy to be on the phone, going and doing home visits. The minute Sean Nua walks onto campus at East High School, he's a threat. On any high school in Utah or Salt Lake or you name it. Yep. You got to do that now. This 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 posturing or delaying or waiting that is seemingly happening at BYU, why are you not able to hire these guys right now? Because the longer and the longer and the longer this drags on, the bigger and the bigger and the bigger the problem becomes. I'm going to say this again. You, time is not exponential. Oh, by the way, you also have a bowl game to prepare for. Time is not your friend. So are we preparing for... You know, the, the New Mexico Bowl with grad assistance? Because I can only imagine that's, as I've been told, that's what's going on. <clears throat> you got to get you gotta get going here. There needs to be a sense of urgency. And I'm not saying there's not. I'm not saying that Kalani's doing a bad job. None of that. There needs to be a sense of urgency to get this staff put together. Because I don't care if you win or lose the bowl game. But please don't go there and look unprepared. One. Yeah. Two, you need to go and you need to be on the road recruiting. You need to be on the road recruiting. I, I mean, it's just it, all these things play together. Like time is not your friend. Like you, you, you. This is life as a as a head coach of a, a D one program. Like you're preparing for bowl games. You're out on the road re- for recruiting trips. You're coaching guys. Like you do all these different things. So when you're trying to hire a defensive coordinator and you're competing with USC for that talent. You, you need to get it done one way or the other. Like, it, it just needs to be decided so then you can go and kind of take your direction of, of whoever that's going to be, Sean Nua or whoever. Like, it, they just need to get it done, and Kalani knows that. But, but again, it, it's, it's this... And again, I, I'm not looking to criticize Kalani, but I think just by nature, like, that killer thing we always talk about. Like, yes. that, that willingness to just, just decimate people. It plays into this a little bit. Like, having that killer mentality... Like, being able to say to Sean Nua, like, hey, man, there's a window in time here. This is what I can offer you. I'd love to have you in the program. We'd love to make you our DC. Do you want the job or not? You have a day to decide. Like, that's move on. how it should be. We, we got business to do. That's how it should be. That's how it has to be. You can't, because a lot of the time I feel like Kalani is the guy, whether we're talking about, about um, assigning responsibilities to the coaching staff or going out and getting guys. And again, it's just speculation. You know, this is my opinion. I feel like sometimes, though, Kalani's the guy who's like, all right, Sean, we'd really love to have you as our DC. Um, you know, I'll call you on Monday. And, and, you know, today's Tuesday. I'll call you on Monday and, uh, you know, you can let me know what your decision is. No, it should be, hey, dude, like, we want you to be the DC. This is how much money I have to offer you. By the way, that money's going to go a hell of a lot further here than it will in California. You have a day to make the decision or else we need to move on. Like that's how it should be. Well, and they have a really they have a really good relationship. It's not like it's not like Kalani and Sean don't know each other. It's not like they don't have history. Yeah. Right? I, I mean all in to his credit, I think Kalani's trying to surround himself with the best talent that he has relationships with. 
If you just bring in Kelly Papinga and Sean Nua, I mean, you have the foundation for a really good staff. I, I think that you have to figure out, I don't think you can split special teams anymore. And I, I, I know we've talked about a lot of different things with yeah. BYU, but what you cannot do is have Jimmy, you know, who mixed the Gatorade last year. Now he's the special teams coach. You can't do that anymore. You can't have Ed Lamb be the assistant head coach who sharpens pencils. And by the way, if you have a minute, can you go work with, with the kicker? Come on, man. Because that's what it feels like. It feels like special teams is not a priority at BYU. It's an afterthought. And, and it, it can no longer be that. If it, again, if the model in this state is Utah, and I think it is, there's, there's almost no doubt about that, Utah always has, with some exceptions, they always have a kicking game. They always have a punting game. They always cover kicks well. Yeah. With some exceptions. And this year, there's been some inconsistency. But you just have never, in my mind, in Kalani's time here at BYU, you've never been elite at, at all phases of football. Offense, defense, special teams. All three phases. You've never been elite at all three phases. And... Yes, a lot of times defense is sagged. Well, you're going to address that this offseason. But please don't just leave special teams twisting in the wind because you've got, you've got to, at some point at BYU, value every single yard. And I mean every single yard and every inch of every yard. Yeah. You have to value. You have to value the ability to flip the field. You have to value the ability to flipping stomp on somebody's face and and win a game seventy two to ten because you can, and why? Drop that why do you win a game seventy two to ten because you can? And as and as so many people have pointed out, Kalani's a nice guy, but it's time to stop being nice, and it's time to start winning very big football games. You can, you should. Yeah, absolutely, Thomas Shelby. And why do we? Because we can, and if we can, we do. Yeah but they don't at BYU. And um, I think that's why I put so much emphasis on this defensive side of the football and all the changes and why I've put so much time into trying to understand what the process is and what they're doing at BYU. Yeah. Because at some point, you, you have to have an open, honest conversation about the fact that Kalani's not doing the job well enough. That's the, that's the, the, the unvarnished truth. Yeah. Kalani's not doing the job well enough, you know, right now, and it, and until that changes, yeah, he knows that. Until that changes, yeah, you're just gonna be who you've been, back to Bronco. Well, like, I think the problem is now because you're going in the Big Twelve, you don't have the luxury of just chilling in independence. You know, like it's not going to be good enough just to be a bowl eligible team. Like you're in a conference now. You're 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 the bar. I would imagine naturally goes right to winning the Big Twelve because if you're if that's not the bar, then what is the bar? Yeah. All right. Let's get your comments in here. I don't know what's going on with Salty, Drunk, and Skeet this morning. You guys seem to be going back and forth here. And Skeet, I guess you're upset with me about something, but that's pretty much who you are. Skeet says he categorically disagrees with me on everything. Okay, cool. Cool, man. Okay. What did I we mean, disagree with you on today? I have no idea. I don't know. There's a lot of comments today, so I'm not really that interested in going back. 
let's see. Dale Donuts says, uh, love your show, but I am really just here to get Tanner's take and you guys to rage on him. Just kidding. Thanks for the content, boys. <laughs> well done, sir. I appreciate well done. you, Dale. I appreciate Don- that, Man, dude. I, we were at Harmon's last night. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one wing Mrs. Monty and I are at, are at Harmon's. Right. And maybe it was two nights ago. I don't remember. Anyway, they had just put out all the fresh donuts. Oh, damn. And I'm like, come on, we got to go. <laughs> because, like, the the apple fritters, you could, like, we were five feet away. Yeah. So we, Mrs. Monty uh, is a soup person. She really likes soup. So we got some sliced sourdough bread at Harmon's. Oh, yes. And they, you pick out the roll, they slice for you and put it in a bag. And it was amazing. Um, and we had gotten chicken noodle soup at Costco because you know she broke her arm it's comfort food but you have to walk by the donuts after you get the bread Mm -hmm. and the apple fritters were just like oh my god just like that oh oh fat ass come over here please come here chunky let's talk about your gluteals like fat the, the apple fritter wanted that ass it did uh okay let's see um tanner says wait what okay what did i do now monty's nobody said you did anything yeah, what are you talking about dude i don't know what you mean i don't know what you're talking you about you know um you know it's fine uh let's see it would seem is, skeet says it would seem the reason why monty thinks the big 12 is better a conference is because the college football playoff puts inferior teams into the college football playoff i i don't know where you got that not, from what show are you listening to yeah, what are, you, what are you talking about? You know. Jizzy says, uh, Monty should coach at BYU. I should. They should yeah. hire me. I mean, obviously. They should I'm hire a man. Me. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jono Suave says, if they could swing getting Nua and Hill somehow, I like getting as much talent as possible. It will be smooth transition should uh, Hill be there for only two years. Well, I still don't think it's worth your time, though. Like, you, you, you But is, to... would Jay Hill be the coach in waiting? Hmm. I'm, I mean, I don't think Kalani would do that, but I mean, maybe I don't. I don't know. That doesn't. But I, would it, it surprise make you? A lot of sense. Would it surprise you? No, I guess not. But uh, but again, why would Kalani hire someone who he knows is there to take his job? Little Jizzy says, "Imagine Monty recruiting. His Yelp selling skills would come in clutch." Well, hey man, you want to learn how to sell? Go work at Yelp. I'm What's up, motherfuckers? Uh, Chris P says, "At least Bronco had awesome special teams." Correct. Yes. Uh, Dale Donut says Kalani listening to the show now and taking notes. I hope so. I actually hope not. Jono says BYU was dynamite with old droid and the punter in 20 and 21. But the, but right. The issue is all three phases together. How long has the defense been an issue? How long was the, it, like you, you've never been able to put it together cohesively. Listen, Jake, the make has got to make his return. Like, you cannot, I mean, the kid is so talented, you can't tell me that all of this is on him, that he's just missing kicks. And I know you disagree with me on this, but coaching and un, having a, your kicking coaching, and you have to have that. Yeah. And by the way, I don't know that I can ever say that a Kalani special teams has been awesome at covering kicks. Yeah, dude. I I, I don't know I that also, I, could, I, I I could be wrong about that. I would also say, and, and again, with all due respect, not hating on you as a listener or this comment, but I think I see this a lot in the BYU world specifically. Well, we were really good in 2021, right? We were really good at this at that time. You know, hey, in the Bronco days, we were really good at this. Okay, well, but what does that matter now? What, what does that matter 
headed into the Big 12. Like, Baylor is not going to have issues in all three phases, right? TCU is coming for your ass, right? They yeah. are going to come and road grade you. And then when they're done road grading you, they're going to run play action on your ass, and you're going to look stupid because your defense isn't ready for that. Ooh. That's what you need. By the way, uh, Pete Thamel at ESPN dropping a bomb. Arizona State's hiring Rashad Samples from the L.A. Rams. It's not from the L.A. Rams. It's from the Texas Longhorns. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, he is apparently going to um, coach wide receivers and have a significant role in the offense. Arizona State is smart for this. This is a great – this is not a good hire. This is a great hire. Yeah. Uh, Samples was uh, the assistant head coach, running back coach at SMU and worked in various roles at Texas and Houston. He is a really good hire. A really, really good hire. Wow. I am a hundo P on board with that. Yeah. I'm telling you, the arms race in college football makes it so it doesn't take long to turn stuff around. And whether it's Dion at Colorado, whether it's Dillingham at Arizona State, you know, rule at Nebraska, you know, I, I mean, dilly dilly. these conferences are not just going to sit by and be mediocre. I mean, nah. there is a lot of pressure on the Big Ten to win big. Like the Big Ten needs a national championship to justify that TV contract, in my opinion. Yeah. Like you need, you need games of consequence on Saturday nights on NBC. Like you've got to have that. And I think Fickle and Rule make that possible. But look at the Pac-12. I mean, maybe I'm just missing something. But I'm shocked that you that Arizona State is able to put this caliber of staff together. Good Lord. All right, good Lord. Jizzy says Monty's the type of guy to talk Kalani out of his own job. But I, I think you're only half joking. I, I think that I look at Kalani Sataki. And you don't have to listen to this show for long to understand that I'm a big Kalani guy. I am a big believer in Kalani. But he's not done. Has he done a good job at BYU? He has. Yes, he has. But he hasn't done a good enough job at BYU. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. If mm-hmm. we're If we're being really honest, I think Kalani's done a good job putting guys in the NFL, recruiting at a really high level, winning games, you know, being a really good independent football team, running the Pac-12, like he's doing a, a good job. But you can't lose to Liberty and Notre Thanks. Dame and Arkansas. And, and East Carolina. And you, you, East Carolina, like you, you can't lose to Utah every single year, right? You can't have your special teams falling apart. You can't have the perception that your friend is a defensive coordinator because he's your friend. You can't have zero pass rush. Kalani Sataki is a defensive genius, in my opinion. The guy is a really good defensive mind whose defenses over the last three years have been not very good. Yeah. Not very good at all. That's right, T. So he's done a good job. But I'm telling you right now, good is absolutely the enemy of great. And they have been good. They have not been great. And it's the little things that they have, the little things that they've done. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. And, you know, Tanner, I have no idea. Can Kalani take the next step? That's the question. I don't know. 
We're going to find out right now. Well, that's what sports about, isn't it? We're going to find out right now. Can Kalani Sataki, and if you want to get real about it, can Kalani Sataki do what Kyle Winningham has done at Utah? I don't want to hear about the honor code. I don't want to hear about the church. I don't want to hear about I mean, missions. You signed up for. You took the job. You knew what it was. Yeah. You played there. You're an alumni. Can Kalani Sataki at BYU do, do what Kyle Whittingham's done at Utah? Because if not, then... But what does that look like? Does, does that look like Big 12 championships? Is that what You that have looks to like? compete for a Big 12 championship year in and year out. I mean, let's go back to 2013, 14, 15. How many times were people talking about, me included, firing... Firing Kyle Whittingham. Yeah. Absolutely the wrong decision to make. But Kyle Whittingham never consistently struggled in two of three phases like BYU has over the last two years. Yeah. That's true. That's just true. It's shocking to me. Shocking to me that at times you you have not had... Like, look at Jacob Conover. How is... How are you... What is... Is he just the most overhyped quarterback ever because you just won't let him throw when he gets in a game remember where he came from you just won't let him throw so is 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 conover the problem or are you the problem right because again jaron goes down baylor goes down nobody throws a football at utah state last year now jaron goes down again you bring jake into the game and i think he threw one pass what are we, are we not developing talent? Are we like, what are you going to do with quarterback now? Is Jaron coming back? I don't know. He's banged up. What has he got an ankle now? I guess. Who's your backup quarterback right now? Cause it ain't Jacob Conover. I know who it is at Utah. I, I, I just, I don't understand. Well, but that's again. And I, I, I despise playing Utah and BYU off each other. Wow. But Bryson Barnes came in and it's- beat. And beat Washington State at Washington State. But here's the deal. It's the reality of the situation. It's the reality of the situation. Kalani and Witt are tied together forever because of their history. So, so yeah, while the circumstances are different, now they're not so different, right? You're both in a P5. You, 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 you both have really high aspirations. Now, Whittingham is 15 years in front of Kalani, right? That needs to be said. Needs to be said that he has... 15, 20 more years of experience, right? And that allows him to probably make some decisions better than Kalani. Yeah, but where did Kalani come from? He yeah, came from Kyle re- Whittingham. But, but that doesn't replace, that doesn't replace, you know, making certain decisions. I, I think no, experience but I, I, is undefeated. But what I think, what I, what I think the problem is, is that he's got experience now. He's got experience now. If Kalani Sataki isn't the coach at BYU today, he's probably the coach at Washington. Is he a better coach at Washington than he is at BYU? I don't know, maybe. But again, he says this is his dream job. Now, I'm a believer. I believe in Kalani. Don't I don't, don't, I miss- don't disbelieve, but what but but I, I it's hard. So I do believe we should play Utah and BYU off each other, but I also think it needs to be said that you do that or you do not. I do. I do. I, I think that there You think you should compare yeah, them. Yes, I Man, do. I because because I think you're in the same state. I think now you're both in a P5. As you just said, Kalani came from Witt's coaching tree. Like, they they have, there is a lot of comparables there. Now, the differences, not excuses, just differences. Again, we're playing in reality. Uh, Kalani, you know, is at a religious university. 
Like, that's part of what goes into recruiting. Now, BYU is going to tell you we use the honor code to as a tool, not a, not a hindrance, right? We use the, re- the religious part of the opportunity as a tool, not a hindrance. But when you bring up Washington, I have to say I feel obligated to say, hey, at Washington, none of this, none of this stuff matters. Come to Washington. Let's try to win the Pac-12. It's that simple. And well, it comes down to who you are as a coach. The problem with that is he told Washington that he wants to stay at BYU. Yeah, and that's his decision. <laughs> that 100%. That's you his know, decision. Like, but again, but in, but that's what I'm saying. Like When we're talking about has he done a good enough job or like where are we at on Kalani, like, yeah, you did decide you wanted to recruit with the things you have to work with at BYU, and that's fine. But when we ask the question, would he be a better head coach at Washington? Yeah, I think there's some credence to, yeah, maybe he would be. But my point is, we do have to compare these two. There's too many similars not to compare them. Well, and you have to compare working for yourself and working for the man every day, and that's why you should go to tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Uh, because, you know, I tell you every single day, your paycheck is the drug they give you to make you forget your dreams. Get to trydaytrading.com slash Monty right now and watch the free webinar. That's all we're asking you to do. It's free. It costs you no money. And then make a decision because if you are a guy right now that is dreading your drive to work today, it is a chilly, foggy, crazy foggy morning here in Utah. And anywhere you're listening to the show, you can take part. Triday Trading is an international company, man. And I'm telling you, if you hate your job, if you are frustrated that you are not making the money you want to be making or believe you deserve, you should be working for yourself. Right, You know the tax code was set up for you to be an entrepreneur. It was not set up for you to get a paycheck every day. Take the leap. Do it now. Don't promise yourself you're going to have a great 2023 and then be disappointed again a year from now. Make the leap. Take the jump. Go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Day trading is absolutely a scalable, lucrative career that you can do as a side hustle. It can be your full-time job. You can absolutely make the money any way you want to. Have you always wanted to work for yourself? Would it be nice to get up when you want to get up, go to bed when you want to go to bed, make decisions based on what you know you need to do instead of what somebody else is telling you to do, right? You don't need to fill out those reports every day. You don't need to make sure you're at work at 745 and, hey, I can't leave at five because I've got extra work to do today. And if I don't do that work, my boss is going to ride me about it. Am I going to lose my health insurance? Am I going to... All of that stuff evaporates when you're making the money that you want to be making. If you want to talk about money, let's do that. There are people today who have gone through the Tri-Day Trading Program that are making $1,000 today. They will make $1,000. $1,000. Woke up this morning, had a dividend in, my, in my, my stock account. Did you get a dividend payment today? Why are you not making $1,000 today? Why do you hate your boss? Why are you allowing yourself to be anything less than freaking unbelievably happy because you haven't gone to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Take my word for it. Go there. It is It is going to change your life. I'm just telling you now, if you don't want to take my word, what about Alema Harrington? Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Tri-Day Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. 
that's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. That's my guy, Alema Harrington. Don't take my word, take his word. Go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Talking BYU football right now on the show and wondering what BYU is, you know, is doing with their coaching situation. Uh, Greg Hale says BYU's goal is to make up for the last decade against Utah. That's why you compare them. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Jono says, I think Kalani is doing a good job helping facilities, less red tape internally, still got big inroads to make. I think the issue at BYU, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, but there is no synergy between the money-making machine and the athletic machine. Facts. Between the people who win games and the people who make money off of the people winning games. That's crucial. So there, that's it. That's absolutely a real problem. Absolutely a real problem. Uh, Nicholas says, real simple. Utah take Penn State out. Big, big Penn State overrated. Prove it. Utah will get respect. I mean, not giving up 600 yards like last year. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. That would absolutely be nice. Uh, Provo Cougar fan says, next year it may be his nightmare job. Well, I think... There's a big hill to climb. Dude, listen, I mean, the first year in the Big 12 is going to be an ass-kicking. You need to understand that. And and I think, you know, as far as the, the program and Tom Homo and, you know, from the top down, I think everyone knows that. But the question is going to be, how long does it take you to start winning? Yeah. How long and until this, you and, can... And these hires, you know, the, the Sean Nua situation, you know, or any of these other names that we've talked about all week and last week, like these hires are going to decide just how long that curve is going to be. And that's why this is such an important time. Yep. Jono says, I don't think A-Rod is the problem. Zach Baylor and Hall have been spoiling us. I'm curious, though, what's next at quarterback? Because at some point, Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall come to an end. And then what? Because you haven't... I'm not going to say you haven't. You have... the Conover thing is really troubling to me because that kid is really talented. I don't think anybody doubts Jacob Conover's ability. Why did he not develop here? Why is he not the quarterback in waiting? What happened? And I've actually reached out to him and asked him to come on the show, and he has not gotten back to me. Mm-hmm. What happened at BYU that Dallin Holker and, and Jacob Conover left? What happened? Something there's something there is something missing in the development piece at BYU. And it's really concerning. Uh, and and I'll also say what's that? Go all, ahead. all I was going to say is I think, you know, that that's where the A-Rod conversation comes in though, I think, because I, this is this is kind of where I feel like hey, you've got offensive talent leaving and and if you even just understand the basics, the fundamentals of how like week-to-week goes in a football program, whether that's NFL, college, whatever, it doesn't really matter the level, you begin to understand that Kalani Sataki's not in the quarterback room every week. I mean, he may step in once in a while, but it's not like he's having those meetings every single week, right? He has meetings with his coaching staff. They agree on strategies, and the coaching staff goes out and does its thing. And then Kalani gets to deal with Jake the Make not making anything or, or Jaron getting hurt or whatever the game presents. And so my point is, when you look at Conover, you look at Holker, you look at some of these guys just stepping away and going to the portal and and going to Utah or going to wherever Conover's going to go, 
it makes you wonder, hey, is is there a is there a philosophical issue with with A Rod maybe? Because like Holker to me is a big question mark because he was getting receptions, he was getting reps, he was getting time, he wasn't getting the blind share, but he was getting plenty. When you're getting five to seven catches a game as a second guy, that's pretty good. You know, Conover, on the other hand, is different. Conover just didn't get a sniff. Conover, as you said, they won't even allow him to throw the football. So that, to me, is like just he either took yeah. that as disrespect or there's a philosophical thing or whatever. I don't know. But, again, this is what we talked about the other day. Is it is it A-Rod or is it John Beck and Tom House? Because I think when you look at, when you look at both Zach and, and Jaron, both went to John Beck and Tom House. Yeah. And I mean, those guys are gurus. Those, I mean, those are the throwing gurus. And I think Jaron had a really good year this year. I mean, the injuries continue to haunt him. Right. But he had a really good year this year. But again, last year was Baylor Romney. This year, it's Jacob Conover, really nobody behind them. Well, and the strength and conditioning thing is another great point. I mean, we haven't even gotten into that. But I, I look at Jaquindon Jackson at Utah. Yeah. I mean, he was a quarterback who. Damn, dude's a really good running back, right? <laughs> I, I, I just want to see depth and development. The Campbell Barrington thing is really concerning for me should because be. he should have been your starting right tackle. That's the kid that should be your starting right tackle next year, and he's not going to be. And he's in the portal. And I wonder, there's just some, there is some uncomfortableness. There is some awkward. It's not that BYU had an exodus through the portal because they did not. But Barrington's a big loss. I mean, that's a they, maybe not so much numbers, but names. Right, Dallin, like, Dallin Holker can go do what you want to do. Like that to me is not a loss. Jacob Conover and Campbell Barrington are losses at BYU. There's no other way around it. They're losses at BYU. Yeah, they are. There's just there's just no way around it. Good morning, uh, Jeremy Bolton. Lopes Van Gabe says hit the hit the like button, you casuals. Yeah, hit the like button, you casuals. Let's go. Bad, you know, a lot of people watch a show. We only have 41 likes. Come on now. Come on now. We set a new record today, man. I think the record's like 110. Can we get to 120 today? Can we get to 200 likes today? Let's get crazy, man. Yeah, if everybody, if, if 105 people watching the show get in and, and click like, that would be amazing. Uh, so good morning. Uh, what uh, Provo Cougar fan says, did you see Conover's seven-yard toss at Stanford into the dirt? Was it on purpose? So many people have brought that up. Jacob Conover's not throwing a pass intentionally poorly. The one pass attempt he gets. <laughs> I don't think he's doing that. Uh, Mike Maple says A-Rod wasn't developing them. John Beck was. That's a fair point, Maple. Well, and I think the, the fair other point. thing that goes through my head, in, in, and I'm not saying this is fact, but certainly like when you go to a trainer like John Beck, you think in the NBA like Chris Brickley, like you think those guys and their trainer aren't having conversations about the path to the NFL? and how their current program is either helping or hurting them, you think those conversations don't happen? They happen. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I, I also think that's a factor. And I think when you're working with someone like John Beck, who's proven, like, it's not in question that, that John Beck is helping quarterbacks get to the NFL, you know, by developing them. It's not in question. Like, those conversations are going to happen. And, and I'm not saying that's the primary reason that, dudes like Conover leave, but I, I am here to say that if I was Jacob Conover, I probably would have left before this season 
I mean, it's very clear what the what was yeah. going to happen. I mean, it goes back to the Connor Mannings at Utah versus the Jacob Conover's at BYU. I mean, they're going to leave if they're not if they don't feel like they're getting their shot. Yeah. And now it's so easy to leave. Uh, D.F. Ost says, I wonder if BYU would consider using Barry Sanders, you mean Deion Sanders' strategy at Colorado and sending all of the Bro. players to the portal. It makes an athlete think. It does. I don't think BYU has that luxury because Deion Sanders is is gravitational. You said Barry Sanders, bro. <laughs> you know. Oh, and he did correct himself. He did, And Jeremy Bolton pointed that out. Good job, Jeremy. <laughs> Tom says BYU and USC have a similar football philosophy, QBs and no D. You, and isn't it shocking that Kalani's teams struggle defensively? <laughs> it's shocking. It is, it is shocking. Uh, Nicholas says TCU next year will be Baylor this year. Well, Baylor did not have a great year. But again, I think that's a fascinating thing about the Big 12 if you're BYU. Who's, who's going to be the big boy in the Big 12 next year? But isn't that if you're Dave Aranda or, you know, like all these guys that have these one massive seasons, you know, like, yeah, that's why you have to look at jobs. That's why Deion Sanders, you know, is a national champion. Got to look at a job. Absolutely. Travis Berg, good morning to you, Big Daddy Magic. The BYU quarterback is going to Utah and transfer portal. I'm going to see it uh, personally. Okay. Good I mean, the you, transfer portal is on the internet. You, you can look. Austin Napierski, what's up, my guy? Good to see you. He says, I don't think Kalani has recruited at a high level. I would agree with that. Uh, I have asked friends I have on the team about recruiting, and they said it's not good. Bad facilities, honor code, only RMs. He needs to be better. I don't think the facilities, this is a conversation I've had 100 times in the last year, it seems like. Are the facilities at BYU bad? I don't believe they are. I, I, I mean, the indoor practice facility is ridiculous, right? I, the... the the football, the athletic center at BYU is beautiful. I mean, I, I don't know. I, that's interesting. I don't think the facilities, I, are they world-class? No. Are they Utah? No. But I, can BYU leverage the transfer portal? Well, I yeah. I mean, I think BYU as a program can leverage the transfer portal. But again, I think it's a mentality thing, much like you know, much like anything else in sports, it is a mentality thing. Like, you you have to say, okay, we're going in the Big 12. We know that we weren't good in two phases, and we were, in my opinion, just okay on offense. Like I would had, agree. You had some good games on offense, but you were just okay. So we have a lot of progress to make, and I know that Jaron's going to make his decision. According to Kalani, Jaron's decision's coming shortly. So one way or the other, this is going to be Jaron's last year if he decides to come back. And it and should not be. He should not come he back. He should go to the league. I agree with that. But let's say he came back. All right, we get one more year with Jaron. Okay, what are we doing at running back? Because running back was a massive question. What are we doing at tight end? What are we doing on the offensive line? Like, again, this is what I mean. Neat. You had an okay season on offense, but it's not looking good yep. for this coming year. Yep. You oh. know what I mean? And Austin makes a really good point. Look at Utah's facilities and look at BYU's. It's not that they're bad, but relatively speaking, why in the world would they choose BYU? They wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, the facilities at Utah are... World class. Unbelievable. Yeah. The weight room alone at Utah is And that's what I ridiculous. mean. That's why I think the, the the level and again the con so again, the conversation isn't, hey, everything sucks at BYU. That's not the conversation. But the conversation definitely is, hey, we gotta raise the bar. Like we're here, but we gotta get up here. Because if we can get up here, the transfer portal and NIL deals and all that, you know, cohesiveness starts to work together better. And we can you know, fast track ourselves through the Big 12. 
But that's where, as you always say, the money-making machine at BYU and the footballing machine have to come together, right? Two weeks ago, he gave you, he told a story uh, 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 as an example about the widget maker sponsor, right? Who who had an exclusive, he was the official widget maker of BYU football, right? And then all of a sudden, some new blood comes into the sales department at BYU and they bring in their widget maker. And now the the guy who was the exclusive widget maker no longer is part of the program. That's an issue. That affects recruiting. Absolutely. Now you're not getting facilities. You're not getting sponsorships. You're not getting, like, it but all But look works at a kid together. like Spencer Sanders, the starting quarterback at Oklahoma State, transfer portal. Yeah. BYU and Utah are both recruiting him. He's going to take Utah. He's going to take Utah. And I think the other pro- thing that you got to be honest about is I just – I think BYU needs to be bowl eligible next year, and that would be a massive you win. You have to. I mean, you're going into the Big 12. That is, I'm telling you, the climb. People underestimate it, man, dude. They yeah, underestimate it, really hard to do. Uh, DF Voss says, Kalani has spoken out about athletes who fit the culture. I'm not sure um, his idea has been defined. Uh, that could be. That could be. Yeah. Um, I... I think he knows exactly who that person is. Uh, Giggity has a good question, Jake. Does does Jake know who Barry Sanders is? Why are you being disrespectful, Giggity? Detroit Lions, great running back. Get the hell out of my chat. Josh Lovern says, did I miss the New Mexico State hoops uh, story talk? No, did you guys hear that story? <laughs> New Mexico State's basketball coach held a gun. And I appreciate Josh Lovern was the first one to send it to me, but three, four other people sent me this story yesterday. The head basketball coach at New Mexico State essentially hid a gun for a player who was involved in a shooting. Self-defense, whatever, I don't care how you want to spin it, it was a shooting. To the point where they pulled over the team bus and an assistant coach was later found to have possession of that weapon. Oof. I mean, there's loyalty and then there's stupidity. When in New Mexico. <laughs> do as the Lobos do. Uh, is the transfer portal public view? Can anyone see who's in there? Yes, 247 has, I think, probably the best version of it. Just search transfer college football transfer portal. Like 8,000 of them pop up. Uh, Bob, good morning. Head-to-head pack minus UC, USC, UCLA. We're 0-2 against the Big 12. If you include BYU, the head-to-head is 1-3. Yeah, I mean, you can do the head-to-head. I, I think that conversation is, 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 is bigger than just the head-to-head. Yeah. Jeff Johnson says, man, I've, I've worked at the facilities here at BYU. They are not shabby by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I also think, yeah, I, I, the facility, if, if you're losing recruits to facilities, there's something wrong because you're not going to lose recruits to the facilities at BYU. Now, if they go to Utah and then drive down the freeway to Provo, yeah, you're probably not going to win there. Uh, Salty Drunk says, oh, my bad. I must have nodded off, LOL. Yeah, well. Okay. Appreciate you don't, coming up in about 10 minutes. We're going to talk basketball. So I don't, I mean, you can do what you want to do. Uh, Josh Lemmer says, uh, by just BYU just needs to, to equal Oklahoma state TCU and Texas tech. Oklahoma state needs to be better. They're a really important player in the, in the, in the big 12. They, they certainly are. Uh, let's see. Raptor 88 says, have a good rest of the sh- uh, show going into work. Raptor. Appreciate you. Appreciate my guy. You. Joseph Farnsworth says, I want to know uh, more about this widget-making company and what happened. Well, I mean, I can tell you in short that, and I'm not going to 
name people by names, but there was a, a major longtime sponsor who provided a certain category to BYU and paid a pretty penny to provide that category. And it's a normal industry standard. Hey, you want to be our oil change, our exclusive oil change, you know, place? Okay, great. Pay us this amount of money. We'll have nobody else, right? Yeah. And so this particular business owner has supported BYU football and athletics for a long time, decades. Yeah. Over a decade. And had paid to be the exclusive in this category. And so one day that person showed up who was paying to be exclusive in a category and their main competitor was in the BYU facility doing the job in the BYU facility. No warning, nobody told anybody and this this category was this person was still paying for this category. That's an issue. A lot of money. And you just don't operate like that. And it's because as we later found out, somebody in the business operations is very, very close friends with that other non-exclusive person. Yeah. So they brought in their friend to give their business an opportunity to, to get in with BYU. It's really despicable. So now what has that done? It's eroded the relationship with the longtime sponsor who had taken really good care of and spent lots of money on BYU football and basketball talent. I mean, and if you, if the name I think would shock you. You'd be like, wow, they did that to that company? They did that to that company. And that story's been repeated three, four times where these business people don't care about relationships that are not their own. That's an issue. So these long-time relationships that have been in place, ah, those don't matter. I, I have my own. And when you do that, you burn bridges. Yeah, so let me bring in my favorite widget maker. Yeah. And I'm going to put him in front of all of the BYU athletes. And we're going to use him. Even though he's not paying to be exclusive, and even though he's really not paying very much at all, because as it later came out as well, the new widget maker got a massive discount and got more exposure than the person who had been supporting the, the program for a decade and was paying a huge amount of money. <coughs> Just cast that person aside because we want this one in because it's my relationship. Like that's what... That's what's really sad about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, they let you down. You can't do that. You just can't do that. You just can't do it. Uh, let's see. Um, New Mexico Lobos, New Mexico State Aggies. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay. trying to be yeah. I was trying to be kind. Mm -hmm. I was right. trying to be kind. Jeremy Bolton wants to know if Jake knows who Deion Sanders is. Yes. No, no, you did not. Yes, I did. You knew who Coach Prime was. I just said who Barry Sanders was. Right, we're brawl breaking. Yeah, I know. Like, relax, relax. Jake knows who who Barry and Dion Sanders are. You, I think you do. Yeah. Football fifty ten of the hour every hour. Not here for that. You are not here for that. Look at you getting salty this yeah. morning. What are you, Barry Skeet? Sanders, bro? Where did Skeet go? What's up, Skeet? He doesn't say anything in a while. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, football, 50, 10 in the hour, every hour on the Monty Show presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, I'm telling you, do what I do. Download the Papa Murphy's Pizza app. Do it. It's super easy. 
Super, super easy. Uh, check them out online, papamurphyspizza.com. Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy and Tommy. Jizzy. Uh, Tommy did it again last night. Tom Brady comes from behind. Please continue. Tom Brady had another fourth quarter comeback to save, I think, to save the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season, even though the NFC South is garbage. His 44th fourth quarter comeback to level the the number at six and six for Tampa. His 44th fourth quarter comeback for the win, passing Peyton Manning. Tom Brady, I don't know, who do you think is the greatest professional athlete of all time? I, it's got to be Tommy. Yeah, I mean, Tommy's definitely there, dude. I, I think if, if you're going to try wow. and make a case it's not Tommy, I mean, I don't even know Michael, who else it would be. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, it's really tough, dude. I, I, I don't know that there's another. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I my belt it's would be Michael Tom Brady. Jo- it's Michael Jordan or Tom Brady. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it has to be. So, yeah, I am, uh, yeah. I think Tampa's. That division's terrible. I mean, at six and six, Tampa leads leads the NFC South. It's a joke. So let's do our power rankings. Power. You're in a bad mood now. I feel like. I'm not. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I feel like your balls are broken and yeah, you're I'm, just. I'm taping them back up. All right, give me a couple minutes. You realize there was Earth did exist before 1993. You no, know it that, didn't. Right? It didn't. Nope. By the way, you guys, Jake's birthday is just 12 days away. Yeah. December 18th. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the worst teams in the National Football League uh, to start power ranking. Power. Uh, the Houston Texans are the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. You have no hope. You're garbage. You're awful. Next question. I think the Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos are in competition for the second worst team. Uh, they're really bad in Denver. They and are, they- but they could theoretically flip the switch pretty quick. You know, if you if you made some good decisions here, like you at least have some talent. Okay, can I just say when I say something like widget maker, don't DM me and ask, well, hey, just between you and me, who's that company? <laughs> don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Um, I think the Denver Broncos. I think the Chicago Bears, and I don't say this lightly. Yeah. I think the Chicago Bears are better than the Denver Broncos. So I'll put the Broncos to Bears' third worst team. I mean, and, and then I I think I have to say the L.A. Rams. Dude, isn't it tough to say? As they are currently incarnated, I think you have to say the L.A. Rams. It's tough, dude, but I think I agree. Like, you're not in a good spot. Injuries, like, hey, you know, we talked about possible coaching change. Like, it's what not if, good. And then there's the fifth worst team. Is it Arizona or Indianapolis? I, I think, think that's you got to go Indy, dude. I, the Cardinals are better. They have, like, as much as I'm not a Kyler guy, Kyler's better than Matt Ryan. Like, you know, you have better talent out wide than the Colts yeah. do. You don't have Jeff Saturday, Buddy's best friend, uh, as the head coach. Like, come on. Man, I... I mm, yeah, the Indianapolis Colts are terrible. Yeah. All right, Colts, fifth worst team. All right, let's talk about the best teams in the NFL. I have no doubt in my mind, in in my mind. In your mind. In my mind. In my mind. Right. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. 
I think Patrick Mahomes is the best team and is the best quarterback in the NFL. Quarterback. So I would put the Chiefs one. I think I would put after that, I think it's the Chiefs are clearly the best. And then I think there's a group of guys or a group of teams that could be second best. In the running for that, certainly the Buffalo Bills. Right. Certainly the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Certainly the Dallas Cowboys. I think Jared, that defense that Jared's built there and Dan Quinn is coordinated. Odell? Can you sign Odell? But Luka see, but here's, here's the problem. I think if you sign Odell Beckham Jr., everybody's just going to assume that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to come back and the guy's coming off of a torn ACL. It takes a year. What kind is he? he I mean, he would certainly not be anything more than a possession receiver. Right. Right? Yeah. Right, wrong? I would assume, yeah. But, I mean, again, to your point, like, it depends what he can offer. And then I think there is, for that fourth spot, I think you're looking at the Cincinnati Bengals. But what about the San Francisco 49ers? Best defense in the NFC, I think. Yeah, I got to go with the Bengals, my guy. Quarterback. (laughs) Quarterback. Old reliable. They've got their quarterback. No. And I agree, the Niners have the best defense in the league, but you got to be able to score at least some points. I'm telling you now. I am telling you right now. I'm not buying into Purdy until he shows that he can win. Yeah. And I uh, again, it's a Jimmy Garoppolo problem. You 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 vastly underrated and overrated Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. And you have the San Francisco 49ers who for two years have mismanaged their quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I think now you find yourself in this position where the 49ers are like, oh, well, we'll just stick some guy in there and it'll be fine. Because I got news for you. Baker Mayfield's not fixing the problem in San Francisco. Because I think somebody's going to waiver claim him. I haven't, we're, we're sitting here waiting for that to come across. Baker Mayfield is not what fixes the San Francisco 49ers, even if he was available to them. Now, again, I claim Baker Mayfield if I were the 49ers, if he were available to me, it's whatever it is. It's a million and a half bucks. I think they were saying this morning, that's what it'll cost the team for the rest of the year on Baker. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. And if he never plays it down for you, great. It's a, in, in terms of the NFL, a million and a half bucks is, is monopoly money. Who cares? But the 49ers, if you're expecting... Baker Mayfield to cure the 49ers problem that's not going to be that's not happening. Yeah. That's not it, it, it's they take more than that. They are just not Super Bowl caliber in my opinion. I and again, this is the Joe Burrow thing. And I understand Joe Burrow he is kryptonite for Patty Mahomes. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the NFL and I think Joe Burrow makes them dangerous in Cincinnati. If they run into each other in the uh if they run into each other in the postseason, who would you take? Yeah. That's tough. I think – ask me where the game is. At Arrowhead, I'm taking the Chiefs every single time. Yeah. Teddy Wayman says, Eagles are the best overall team. I would take the Bengals over the Chiefs. You would. You would. Are you serious? Kurt Meyer says, uh, Baker to the Jets. <laughs> Tanner Plummer, a noted Eagles fan, says, Mont, why do you think KC is better than Philly? I agree with you, but I want to hear your thoughts. The quarterback. Yeah, I think it. it I don't. I, it, well, again, you want to win a Super Bowl, you better have a, a, a an awesome tight end, and you better have a quarterback to get him in the football. The have and the have nots. Absolutely right. Football fifty ten of the hour every hour presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code Monty twenty five 
when you order your Papa Murphy's pizza. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, grab a delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Step two, bake. Step three, chow down on the deliciousness. Order the limited time hog heaven pizza today at papamurphys.com. Indeed, use the promo code MONTY25. I'm telling you, extra barbecue sauce on your Papa Murphy's pizza. Game changer. It's the key to life. It is the key to life. Download the Papa Murphy's app now. 8 o'clock on the Monty Show, presented by The Advocates. Uh, TheAdvocates.com, and I, I say it every single day on this show, they are the best injury attorneys in the business. Here we are in Utah. Um, and again, I want to point out, they just opened an office for all of our Arizona and Phoenix viewers. Hey, man. No better time to get to the advocates uh, than right now in Arizona. But here in Utah, you know that we have a lot of snow on the roads, a lot of reckless driving. Jake and I have seen it every morning at 4.30 driving down Bangor Highway. Uh, it gets interesting out there. If you've been in a wreck, please do not rely on your insurance company. Rely on the advocates. And the best part about it is you can go to their website right now, theadvocates.com, and there's a big button that says chat with a lawyer. If you're uncomfortable on the phone, they totally understand that. If you want to get a free consultation because you never pay for consultations at The Advocates, go to theadvocates.com. Speaking of which, let's welcome in Mark Stewart from The Advocates. Mark, good to see you. Look at you all dapper in the polo shirt and looking good, <laughs> hey, my guy. Monty, I wanted to look good for you, man. Well, you know, on this show, I always wear black every single day. So I'm just, you, you've got, but he, he CJ, he yeah. does have the black yeah. on. So looking good. It makes a big difference. Mark, you know, I, I tell everybody every single day that, you know, the, like you're, it's your insurance company and everybody relies on their insu insurance company. You're a guy that, you know, obviously at The Advocates, you guys understand, you know, fighting for your clients. You understand empathy. What is the difference between having an advocate and relying on your insurance company? Well, the interesting thing is, is we think because we're paying for an insurance premium that our insurance company is going to take care of us when we get an accident because that's what they're supposed to do. Um, but unfortunately, insurance companies are Fortune 500 companies because they don't pay out money. They don't want to give you money when it actually comes time to pay it out. So what we do at The Advocates is, if you're in an accident, it's someone else's fault, we're going to step in, we're going to make sure that other driver's insurance covers all of your medical bills, takes care of your car, um, make sure that if you missed work that your lost wages get paid back, and then, as you mentioned, you don't pay us anything out of pocket. So the only way that we get paid is if we're able to get a settlement for you. So I typically tell prospective clients that it really is a no-brainer to hire an attorney because you're handing it over to us. There's no risk to you. You're not paying us anything. And we know the business. We've handled accident cases for over 20 years. Um, we've handled probably 20,000 cases over those years and so we know the insurance companies we know the games that they try and play and then we also know the value of the case so one of the things that a lot of people say is what's one of the differences is if i just handle the case on my own or if i turn it over to you guys and i always tell them hey do you know what your accident case is worth and every person says i have no idea and i say that right there is the reason why you should turn it over to an attorney because we know what the case is worth the insurance company can't try and uh, pull one on you and get, offer you $5,000 when your case might actually be worth $15,000. Exactly. And we know that. And so we're going to make sure that they get taken care of and they get the adequate compensation that they deserve.
But the other thing I think is, and we talk about this all the time, is we take for granted that we're going to leave the house, we're going to go to work or go to the grocery store, and then we're going to come home and everything's great. We rarely ever think about, well, hey, what happens when we get in an accident? Because what if you can't work? What if, you know, you're, when you get in an accident, man, it's one of the worst days of your life, potentially. You're not thinking straight. You've got all this other stuff. You guys, I think the, the one of the most critical tools in your bag is that you guys employ empathy and in every one of your situations. And I think it's really important, Mark, to talk about, hey, there are things you just don't think about because you've just been in a major accident. Right, yeah, a lot of people don't understand, especially if they have a a severe injury, that yeah, they may not get back to work for six months or a year, or even in some situations, they may never be able to go back to work. So what are they gonna do now for the bills that are coming in monthly? How are they gonna get those taken care of? What are they going to do with kids? Because now they don't have a car. So let's say they have to take their kids to school every morning. So there's a bunch of ancillary things that come about from an accident. And we can make sure that they're taken care of so that they get in a rental car. So they can get back to life as far as driving and going to work and taking their kids to school and practice and so forth. Um, But also that then they can work. They don't have to worry about bills because we're going to make sure that they get lost wage compensation and so forth. So again, I really just think it's a no brainer. Yep. Absolutely. A no brainer. Hey, by the way, I know we were uh, chatting over email today. What's your sports fandom? Are you a football guy? You strike me as a golfer with the beautiful golf shirt on today. So what is your sports fandom? Golf is for sure. Golf is a sport that I play now, but really I'm a fan of every sport. So college football, I've been following that huge this year. I follow the NFL NBA, obviously, with the Utah Jazz. But, yeah, really any of the sports. I'm a nightly sports center watcher. Um, so, yeah, really anything. <laughs> what is So, I knew you, 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 you have the golf motif on. Are you, a, are, you, are you a short game guy? Are you a driver? Are you a putter? What's your golf game look like? Well, it doesn't look good, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, I don't know that I can – I don't know that I can really narrow it down to either one, but I love playing – I'm a bo- a bogey golfer, basically, probably a 14 handicap. But yeah, I love to get out and play. Yeah, absolutely, you do. Hey, man, I really appreciate you guys hopping on the show. Uh, as you know, the Advocates are our presenting sponsor on this show every day, and I say every day that you can you can rely on the Advocates to be your advocate. Check them out online at theadvocates.com. Good to see you, Mark. Hit them straight next yeah. time you're out there. You bet. Thanks, you guys. There you go. That's Mark Stewart with the Advocates right there. And again, it, you know, it's really funny. I'm sitting here. My wife broke her arm. I know we've talked about this on the show, but my wife broke her arm snowboarding the other day. And it's that, it's that, that moment that you get into that situation, whether it is, hey, a car accident or, or a workman's comp issue, whatever it might be. Yeah. And you're just not yourself. You know, like my well, wife. so fast. Yeah, my wife is right-handed. Her, she broke her right arm. Like you, you don't understand the impact that that's going to have on you. So he no, was talking. He was talking about taking your kids to school. If you get in a wreck and you total your car, how are you going to get your kids to school? Um, like it's just that little. It's that little craziness. Stuff you take for granted because absolutely, you just don't, like you just don't think about it because you just do it every day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's up, Greg Hawkins? Good to see you. Where do you want to go here? I mean, we've talked. I feel like this has been a football show it's today. Been a fo- it's been a, it's been a lot of football, man. It has been. been this been week football, has been, bro. and I know a lot of people are like, hey, like there was a comment yesterday. Hey, guys, do you guys, guys, do you guys, guys, guys ever talk guys. basketball hey, guys, anymore? Guys, damn it, guys. Hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> we talk hey, guys. about the biggest stories in sports. Thanks to our friends at uh, the Advocates Utah Advocates dot com. A uh, couple of football comments. Uh, Teddy Wayman says Hertz is the MVP right now. Yeah. 
Is Jalen Hurts the MVP of the NFL? 11 and 1. What else is there to say? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I look at some of the storylines around the NFL, and I think you're right that, that it's, it's tough, but you, you, who's the best quarterback in the NFL, right? Teddy, are we doing this? Is that what this has turned into now? Best quarterback in the NFL, go. Uh, Patty Eyes. No, I don't even think it's close. Yeah, but I think this conversation, and it's warranted that he's 0-3 against Joe Burrow is really fascinating to me because Joe Burrow He's does... 0-3 against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, but, okay, sure, great. Give the team credit. Joe Burrow's throwing the football. Joe Burrow's making the plays. Like, come on. I hate this discussion. I Why don't you want to give Joe Burrow the credit, dude? It's not that I don't want to give Joe Burrow the credit. Okay, but this is, it, it, you have to at some point, under, like defense is so critical. And I, I think, I, I, it's not that I'm, I'm a Joe Burrow hater. I'm not. I'm not a Joe Burrow hater. But if I look at, if I look at the difference between Kansas City and Cincinnati, it's that Cincinnati's got a better defense than Kansas City does. And probably has. Mm. I think Kansas City and Cincinnati are very similar on offense. If Joe Mixon's healthy, that's a completely different dynamic for them. But I just, I'm not going to argue that 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 Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. He's not. He he like that's a crazy conversation. Yeah. That is a. I could make the argument. I could make the argument that Joe Burrow is the reason the Bengals are good. He is the straw that stirs a drink in Cincinnati. Yeah, I will not absolutely. make the argument that he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I, I just, I can't do that. Mm. I, I, I think the world of him, but are you taking Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? Uh, mm. Stop it. You're really taking Joe Burrow who's over been, Josh who's Allen. Who's been to a Super Bowl? Your mom. It's a compelling case, dude. Yeah, Joe Burrow's been. Josh I, Allen hasn't been. I love me some Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. But Joe Burrow is a cold-blooded SOB in the postseason. Dude absolutely gets it done. Okay. I'm taking Josh Allen. Well. I'm taking Josh Allen. Alvin, Alan Corbin. The Eagles are living rich right now, but those checks are about to bounce. Well, they, they've um, had... Look at the Eagles' schedule, too. How good are... Like, like, Jazz in five minutes, I promise you. How good are the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> They're a great regular season team. There are nobody in the postseason. It's just a fact of life in Dallas, dude. Because we were listening to somebody the other day on the way home making an argument that Dak Prescott's an MVP candidate. Come on, man. No, he's not. He's not, dude. He's not. You don't think in any way, shape, no. or form that no. he's an MVP nope. candidate? Nope. Really? Nope. Because they're not special yet. You're a nine-win team. There are a bunch of nine-win teams. I, oh, I, I think if you look at Mahomes, Burrow, I mean, who else is even in the conversation right now? I mean, Tom Brady's got to be in the conversation. They're six and six, and they have yeah, been terrible. I struggle with that. You're six and six. I, I, yeah, can't do that. Can't do that. You can't be an MVP on a 500 team. That doesn't work. You can be though. I absolutely, if you're I the disagree. reason, if you're the reason, uh, if you're the only reason that they're winning games, 
He's the Tom Brady's the only reason they're winning games. I'm not saying he should be the MVP. I think I can make a compelling case that he should be in the conversation, though. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I guess we're just different on it. I, I would not include him in the MVP conversation. I think it's wow. Hurts, Patty Ice, um Tua Tungavailoa. Tua is a guy you can make a case to be in there, especially with the season see the season he has had and, and what they're doing. Um but yeah, I think the list is short. For Josh sure. Allen or Tom Brady? Because, but what? But, but, but before you answer that, what did we say we were going to talk about today that we have not talked about? Does winning matter? Well, Does we were, winning matter in the Heisman Trophy? Apparently, oh, I not. don't. I think absolutely. Oh, come on, absolutely it does. Then how is C.J. Stroud in the conversation? Well, because they've got one loss, and in college football, that makes you immortal. Apparently, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, I, in the NFL, I think there's no doubt it matters. I mean, you can't be like, like in the NBA, you're not going to be an MVP on a losing team. That just doesn't work. Stop it. Giggity, you're going to light Josh Lovren no, on GS7, fire. GS7. Well, GS7. GS7. GB12, hell no. GS7. GS7. All day, yeah. every day, twice on Sunday, Monday. Never on Wednesday, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, my God, just like that. Oh. GS7. Come on. Stop it. Jesus. And there he is. There he is. Josh Levern. Giggs, yes. Gino, Gino, Gino. Stop it. Oh, God. Duck season, who still has not paid us, says Justin Herbert, Marcus Mariota, okay, and Patrick see, now, Mahomes. Now I know you're just a troller. That confirms it. Why? Well, do those guys have anything in common? Jesus. Do those, do those, what, do you, what do you mean, man? They even, I mean, Justin Herbert is... And duck season, you probably don't know this, but Justin Herbert is the guy I refer to as a sex machine. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my quarterback. That's, that's my when guy. Oregon was actually good. Oh, they went to Oregon. My fucking ass. Marcus Mariota is a complete and absolute bust. Um, he sucks. Why isn't Dennis Dixon on the list? I, you know, oh, God, giggity. Duck season equals poverty listeners. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, does Jake know who Jim McMahon is? Jim McMahon's the NFL Dude, MVP. Dude, I've met Jim McMahon, does. bro. Yes, we I'll high-five myself. It's fine. Um, Jim McMahon was at Portillo's Hot Dogs in Scottsdale. God, what would you which, by the way, oh. Which, by the way, we are going to Portillo's when we go to spring training. By the, we're going, we got some stuff going on yes, up in this yes. mall. We have season spring training tickets to the Chicago Cubs, so we're going to do a week at spring training. Yeah. And we may bring you down to go with us. Um, you know, that's going to be fun. Yeah. But we were at Portillo's with the late, great Napa Mike. And Napa Mike is from Chicago. So, like, as a Chicago guy, we would go out to eat at Chicago places in Scottsdale. And stuff. Uh, White Castle when it opened for instance, was amazing. And then you sit on the throne for like a year. Um, but we walked in, and who was there? My guy, Jimmy. Oh, Mack. my God, just like that. Oh. Jimmy, I swear I almost humped his leg. Almost. <laughs> I didn't. I thought about it. I didn't. But, yeah, it was awesome. Jim McMahon was there. Like, yeah, I, it was Jimmy Mack's a great dude. Great dude. Love Jim McMahon. Of course, we know who Jimmy Max is. Uh, San Diego State says, I'm taking Joe Yo. I'm Yo Daddy Burrow at QB. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, Greg Hale says, did Duck season ever pay up? He no, didn't. hell no. He didn't. Hell no. He didn't. Uh, Alan Corbin says, Joey Harrington is the greatest Oregon QB. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. 
Joey Harrington. You just dropped Joey Harrington, bro. My guy. Love that. Duck Season says, talk to me when you win a Rose Bowl. You owe us $100. Yeah, don't run. Duck Season, don't run you from it. owe us $100. Don't, don't, don't spin and make uh, excuses. Well, and, if Utah beats USC, I'll pay you $100. Yeah, that's what you said before, too. Now by what the way, happened? By the way, there's a tip function. You can handle this right now. Now Hit what the happened? Tip button, $100. Oh, and you know what? You know what? Let me, I, I, let me rephrase. $99 because you did pay $0.99 cents yesterday, so $99 to go here. You know. Jeremy Bolton says, hey, I'm there in Arizona for that Cubs spring training. Just so you know, you say you're everywhere and then you're never. Hey, you oh, well, talking shit. I mean, I couldn't come to your little birthday party, Swore thing. I, I had a Spartan race. Where is A.A. Ron right now? I was training my gluteus. Maximize. Did you, did you come to Barbecue Pit Stop? No, dude. I was at Oregon when they were chanting after the Mormons. Okay, let's move on. Are people myring? Uh, Giggity says Portillo's fries with cheese sauce. So good, Yes, dude. please. So good. Yes, please. Daddy wants to see his poverty school win something. Hey, well, by the way, I just want you to, to come through on the bets you say that, you know, you're going to pay up. Didn't they beat, didn't, but Oregon, when you guys were in the Rose Bowl last year, oh, that's right, you lost twice to, to Utah. Never mind. Uh, anyway, uh, well, you're in the Rose Bowl. This, oh, wait, that's right. You choked on a D against <coughs> Oregon State. Um, <coughs> what happened to our $100, bro? <coughs> like, I want my money. I'm, remember, I'm, I'm in poverty. I want dilly, my money. Dilly, 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 dilly. You know, did Duck Season win a Rose Bowl? Still haven't. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, HMU, if you ever need someone to sit in those spring training seats. Uh, I mean, Lopes Fan, let's do it. Let's do you and Little Lope. No, dude, you're not getting away with this. I paid 99 cents. That's close enough. No, it's My not. Ass. You said $100. My ass, it's close enough. It's not. You're a, you, you welched on your bet. You My welched on your bet. Ass. It's $100. Yeah, you got $99 to go. Yeah. In a pimp ain't one. Uh, Tanner says, Jim McMahon, Philadelphia Eagles legend. Shut up. Shut Stop. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, duck season, you're the, the man, my friend. Yeah, okay. and that's fine, but he's, he you. can be the man once he pays. A.J. Feely, greater than Joey Harrington. Damn. Agreed. Cash Damn. money. Cash money, man. Uh, Tanner says, oh, duck season, if Utah wins the Rose Bowl, you'll be paying $1,000 deal. You, you know. Uh, Gage Carter says, duck season, you're not a man. Ooh. Well, I mean, maybe you know something we don't know. Tanner says, pay the full price. Yeah, I mean, dude, you owe us 100 bucks. You owe us $100, you know. Ruff's official. Wow. Okay, wait. Somebody get a pen and a piece of paper. Whoa, write this down. Whoa, December 6th at 8.18 in the morning. Duck season. You got to pay up if you make the bet. Whoa. 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 Dude. Whoa. Ruff's, bro. Whoa. How? Whoa. We agree on something? Let's talk a little NBA hoop on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Triday Trading. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Get off the side hustle wheel, man. You're always chasing side hustles. You're always chasing money. It's time to start dreaming and it's time to start doing, right? I mean, the, the, your dreams never come true if you're never going to make a change. If you're not going to get out of your comfort zone of collecting that paycheck every two weeks, you're never going to meet your highest, best abilities, man. That's why you go to... Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Watch the free webinar. That's it. Watch the free webinar and then make a decision. And if you don't, if you watch that webinar and you're like, nah, this isn't for me. All right, cool. It costs you absolutely nothing. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. 
watch the free webinar and then make a decision because I think what you're going to see is you're going to watch that webinar and you're going to be like, wow, I can make hundreds and thousands of dollars a day. And you can. There are people today that will make more than $1,000 because they went through the Tri-Day Trading Program. Day trading is absolutely a lucrative business, dude. You want to work for yourself? Tridaytrading.com. You want to have a, a, a side hustle that absolutely finally pays you? Tridaytrading.com. Do it. Hook it up. And again, the webinar is free. Tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show. Would love, absolutely love um, to, to, to hear your stories. Get the hook up, tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show. Jazz are actually off. They don't play until tomorrow night against Golden State. It's nice that they get this long extended break Yeah. because now they're practicing. By the way, probably the biggest story for the Jazz is that Mike Conley is a full participant in practice yesterday, which is a big deal because that means they likely, hopefully get him back, if not tomorrow, uh, over the weekend. But... Where are you at on the Jazz? Like, if I said, Jake, just give give me the give me your temperature on the Utah Jazz right now. Yeah, I mean, I think they've lost the the uh, optimism. That's what I've noticed. Like uh, for me, like I'm 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 fine. I mean, I, again, I knew who this team was. Like, I knew that they were gonna come back to earth. But I think that that there's been because they've done some losing here. I think the fan base is not really wanting to talk about the Jazz. That's what I think. I think that your hardcore fans are always gonna want to talk about it. But I think the masses, you know, are not are not interested currently. And I think that you have to understand that this team is going to go back and forth. This team is going to be, you know, they're going to win eight in a row and then they're going to lose 10 in a row. You know, like that's how, that's how it works, man. Like that's how it works on a bad basketball team. I would agree with that. So like to me, they're working on little things as we talk about all the time. But the reason we're talking so much football is because there's not a lot to talk about with the Jazz. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like we can we can have you know, specific player conversations. We can kind of talk about what they're working on or what they're doing or, you know, like the, the X's and O's of basketball. But the truth of the matter is, is we're in that window now in their season where we're just checking boxes off the calendar. All right, Warriors. All right, Clippers. All right, you know, whoever. And the question's going to be, what happens when the deadline gets here? And And trust me, I would love to be able to talk basketball every day. Basketball, for me personally, is number one. I'm a basketball guy over a football guy all day long. But the fact is, is that the Jazz are that organization right now where where you're building, right? You have some nice names, some good talent. You're doing some things. But at the same time, everyone knows you're not winning a championship this year. Last year, everyone thought you were going to win a championship, and that's why everyone showed up, and, and you know, it was a different vibe. But now you're kind of in a different place. Yeah. And that's what I think is challenging with the Jazz right now. Well, I'm a I'm a believer that this is still a fringe playoff team. I'm a believer that this is still a a 40-win team potentially. But I think again, I, I'm still stuck on this Jared Vanderbilt situation. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of Jazz fans love them some Vando. And and I, I think there's a lot of reason to like him in the second and third quarter. But I don't think he's a guy that you can play late in games. Certainly. Not the last five minutes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've I've been talking to a lot of people about his availability, and I do believe that the Utah Jazz would trade him. I don't think there is anything that you look at Jared Vanderbilt and say he's untouchable, frankly. And I think, you know, the only guy probably on this roster right now that's untouchable is is probably Laurie Markinen, just because he's a guy that you can build around. That's a guy that's going to be an all-star. But I mean, if we're if we're really being honest, is Jared Vanderbilt a guy that you have to hang on to? And I would tell you that he's not. 
I think Jared Vanderbilt's a heck of a player. He's a really good defensive defensive specialist. He has a use offensively currently, which is corner threes, and I think that's about it. He's going to get you the occasional tip dunk. He'll get you the occasional alley-oop, but he's not a, a guy that you can be like, all right, he's going to come in, set picks, and rebound for us. That's not what he does. Right. And I think when you look at Jared Vanderbilt, I think right now you can't say to him, hey, go guard my three or four. You can say that to Vando. I don't know that I want him guarding you know, most fives in this league. You're not going to say, hey, go guard an Anthony Davis, right? You're not going to say that. Jared Vanderbilt's a very limited player. And if we take our emotions out of it, and this goes back to the Don and the Rudy and the, you know, buckets or bench conversation, Keep like, real. hey, if we take our emotions out of it, Jared Vanderbilt's a guy that I think you can move. And if you look around the Western Conference right now, I think you, you look at teams like, you know, the Dallas's of the world. Dallas gets a big win over Phoenix last night. My guy Book did not show up. 11 points is just simply not good enough. Uh-oh. But you know that Phoenix is going to be fine. You know that they're going to be fine. That's the best team in the Western Conference. You know that Dallas gets a big win last night, but are they really a championship contender? Well, they're probably not. I look at the Utah Jazz and I say to myself, well, hey, if Dallas had a Vando and a, Be- and a Beasley on that, on that roster, are they a better basketball team? Yeah, they're a far better basketball team. Yeah. If, if you have a guy in, in, in Vando that you can play for seven to 10 minute stretches where he can lock a guy defensively, or if you have a guy in a Malik Beasley that can knock down a big three-pointer, you're a better team, right? You can see that Dallas can add and scale and they can win a championship. I don't think you can say that about the Utah Jazz. Jared Vanderbilt, to me, is just not a, a long-term consequential guy to this team. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I completely agree with that, but I but I also am am not going to ignore the fact that you could develop him into a pretty good NBA player, and and I think that they need to continue to do that until they make a true decision on him. Like that's that's kind of what I mean about this team. Like you have like Vando is a guy that you could easily develop, add value to, and then move him. You could absolutely do that, and I would have no problem with you doing that if you said to me. Hey, we're going to develop this guy, and and we see this guy being our the, you know, like this team's Draymond, if you will. Like he fills that kind of a role on the team where mm-hmm. he's going to play defense, and he's going to be an elite screen setter, which he's not right now. And he's going to make the very very occasional corner three. Most nights he gets three to four attempts out of the corner, and he'll make one to two of those on most nights. Some nights it'll be four or four, but most nights it's one or two. Like okay, I could see that. And that works. Like I, I, I'm, I'm with that. But I think with where this team is at now, developing them, adding value, and then trading them is the smart way to go because this is far from a finished roster. This is not the the end. This is just simply the beginning. And you're just playing games because that's what you do as an NBA basketball team. You play basketball games. So that's what I mean. Like that's why I think that whether we look at a guy like Vando, whether we look at a guy like. Um, you know, the Beasleys of the world, even Jordan Clarkson to a certain extent, I need, think needs some development. Like there are guys on this roster that you can develop and move. But see, even like a Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. I think even like a Jordan Clarkson, I know what he is. Yeah. I know what he is. That's a sixth man. He's not a starter on a championship caliber team. Right? Agreed. So you move that guy. I Like a Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk is a role player on any, I mean, if he's still a Celtic, he's a role player. Right, I mean, he's not. By the way, Jason Tatum is out of his gourd right now. Yeah, like that cat is. Woo. Uh, if but if Kelly O is still on the the Celtics, he's a role player, right? You don't have that guy on this team. 
outside of Lori Markkinen, I would not be married to anybody. Yeah. Anybody. I want to see Walker Kessler's top end. And again, I, I think eight out of 10 nights, I'm starting Walker Kessler. I, I want minutes of consequence. I want to see what that kid can do. What do you have to lose? I, I want to see what that kid can do. Uh, I, I, I think, and I, again, this isn't a knock on, we're just, I'm just being very honest about Jared Vanderbilt. I know what he is. I know what he is. And I think if you're Vando, I think you just have to, you just have to recognize that he's a guy that is a very limited player. Uh, Josh Levern says, Kelly O got his number retired by Gonzaga last night. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Gonzaga last Gonzaga. night. Yeah, and did anybody see that, by the way, uh, Danny Ainge was at Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Zaga last Gonzaga. night. Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Danny Ainge was at, uh, was, at, was at Gonzaga last night to watch Kelly O get his number retired. That's a pretty cool moment. Yeah. Pretty Gonzaga. Cool moment. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, imagine being unable to afford $100 that you made and then using poverty to describe anyone else except yourself. Well, duck season. That's all I can think of is that you can't afford to pay your bills. <laughs> you know. Okay, there's a Fat G bus. Credit to Fat Jesus inspiration for my new username. <laughs> wow. Arlington Bear says I would kill for Portillos in Utah. Dude, I'm Me telling you, man. Two again, the order is two. Two Chicago dogs, straight up. Got to get the pickle. Got to get the relish. I'm not a big fan of the peppers though. Right? Then you got to get two fries, two cheese sauces. In some kind of shape, preferably strawberry. Just saying. There are good hot dogs here. There's not a great hot dog place here, in my opinion. No. And we're going to talk about here coming up in about 30 minutes. It's National Microwave Day. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about that. You know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tanner says, how many finals has Dame been to duck season? What did he say about Dame? Oh, God. Do you guys, don't take the bait on this. this yeah, is, well, what are you doing, guys? Are you, you guys are just clickbait. We are, so is duck season, though. Yeah. So is duck season. Yeah. Tanner, don't take, you know. Salty Drunk says, I think that's the point, Tanner. LOL, yeah. Don't take, don't take the bait. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. You, you just should not do it. Uh, Tanelli says, good morning, fellas. Caleb Williams for Heisman this weekend, even losing to Utah twice. I think you can make a pretty strong case. I think you could. Uh, Neville 93 says, do you guys think Sexton will stay with us next year? I, I don't know why you would trade him. I well, think, it's not up to him. I think he's, <laughs> like, I think you're starting to see that. Will, oh, this is going to be a terrible thing to say out loud. Will Hardy fertilized that seed and now it's growing. <laughs> <laughs> I think Will Hardy's tough talk with, Colin Sexton on the bench has really helped him in the and I would expect to see the Jazz come out tomorrow against Golden State at the Viv as, as a really solid performance. I would expect that they've had three days of practice. I would expect them to really come out locked in and have a really good game. Yeah, I would expect you to really com compete against that. I would, you know, like I, I just yeah. Uh, let's see, Fat Jebus. Says 22-23 Mavs are hurting without Jalen Brunson. I think they miss him for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, man, you guys. You, come on, man. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, so where are we at with subs? 
Great Let's question, see. Kurt. Great question. Yeah, Kurt. great question. By the way, there's 110 people here. Can you guys all hit Please the uh, like, like it. button? It really makes a big difference. I'm We're at 8,242, so we've had a pretty good couple of days on the show. Uh, but we've had 700 views and only 64 likes. Come on, you guys. Everybody that's here right now, 107 of you, please give us a like. What would I have do it. without you? That would really help the, that would really help the show grow. Um, Salty Drunk says, Sexton shouldn't be wearing Jingles jersey for that. That's for certain. Joe Ingles is not getting his jersey retired. No. You're not retiring the number two for Joe Ingles. No. Right? Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, so we're, we're going to just pretend Portillo's isn't way overrated. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I swear to God. Gabe, dude, you're pissing me off now. <laughs> dude. You, you know, we had such a good thing going together, you know? Wow. Wow. Man. Gabe said, when we lived in Chicago, I had a better hot dog sandwich, and a hot dog is a sandwich. Thank you. From the cart inside a Home Depot, then Dude, you're out of your mind, bro. Wow. You're, uh, okay, I know what this is. You know what? I, he's not. This isn't is this Gabe clickbait? talking. Is this, this clickbait? That's what this is. He, he, he got on the phone with Duck Season, and they're colluding to clickbait the chat. That's what this is. Because you can't tell me this is your honest take, Lopes fan, Gabe. Come on. Guy, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, come on. And by the way, their combo, their Italian beef on top of a, an Italian sausage, creme de la fat ass. It is creme so good. Creme de la fat ass. What? Where did you come up with that? Off the top of my head. It's called brilliance. Dude. It's called brilliance. I know you were born in 1993. Where is the Italian? Settle down. I am Italian. I am, I am Italian. Uh, wow, Lopes fan, Gabe. Wow. Uh, Giggity says, I go to Portillo's for their beef sandwich, not the glizzies. Okay. I like the beef sandwich there too, as I just said. I mean, it is. Okay. You know, what did Alex, Alex say right there? Right below the one you got highlighted. Right below. Giggity. Alan Corbin. Oh, Alan. Uh, uh, did Hardy soak it? I'll see myself out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Alan, you're the man, dude. You're the man. Let's go. Love it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tanner says, guys, 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 I'm in Draper with all the Cougars. Well, my guy, happy hunting. Hey guys. Hey guys. Happy hunting. Uh, Arlington bear says, I'm listening to the show with headphones in the kitchen. I just swore in front of my kids because of Gabe. I'm pissed. <laughs> let's settle this right now. <laughs> He's heated. He's heated in the chat. Let's do it. <laughs> be, be outraged for me, Arlington. Absolutely. <laughs> Karn's amazing. Uh, Alan Corbin visited Chicago a few years ago. Portillo's isn't uh, Portillo's, and it was life changing. Lou Malnani's was good too. Look, if we're talking hot dogs in Chicago, Chicago's different. It's super dog. Yeah, Chicago's okay? different, dude. It's Scottsdale, Arizona. N Say no more, Gabe. <coughs> dude, when I come to spring training, we're gonna have a talk about this. I'm going to sit on your chest and force feed you Portillo's. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> ah, salty Drunk says, I can't get that hat out of my head, Gabe. That hat out of my head. Okay. That's fine. 100% uh, ready to fight, Arlington Bears says. Oh, man. Since we're truth-telling here, let's admit Al's beef is trashed. <laughs> Good Lord. Gabe's like, I'm just going to light the world on fire. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. Good night. Good night. Anyway, um, 
No, I'm not reading that. No. You, listen, Alan, is Tanner really Zach Wilson with all this cougar talk? Well, see what he did there. See what he, see what he did yeah. there. Uh, Josh Levin says two men, one board zero. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. You don't get that reference at all. You don't get that reference. Not I guarantee, and and you cannot describe it if you do. But I know you do not get that okay. reference. You do not. That is a heinous, disgusting of adult they're, they're genre movie they're... reference. Oh, okay. Maybe that's not the reference I thought it was. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's. Oh my god. Okay, single best hot dog you've ever had. Mine is absolutely super dog. Super dog, yeah. All day. Super dog. Yeah. It's not even close. Fry and game the, is strong. And the original super dog. The original super dog. Yeah. 112 people watching the show. So wait. 71 likes. So subs were at what did you say? 8240? We are at 8242. Yeah. Nine get get us to nine thousand by the end of the month and you'll go to a jazz game for free. Seven hundred and fifty eight subs to go and we give away jazz tickets What's to the Cleveland state? game. Today's the sixth. So Today's what, what the we got, got twenty five uh, days. So what is that? Twenty five days. Let's do let's do a little math together here. So what do we need? Uh what is it, eight hundred subs, right? Yeah. About? Yeah. Is that uh thirty seven hundred. No, it's seven hundred. Oh, is it seven hundred? And fifty eight. Okay, seven fifty eight. Divided by 25. Divided by 25. 30 a day. Come on. We do average about 30 subs a day. Tell your friends, man. And what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to give you a jazz game experience. And if you don't live in Utah and you watch a show and, and Gabe, now you, you're not allowed to win because of your ridiculousness on Portillo's. Dilly dilly. I, dilly dilly. I just don't know that I can be in the same state <coughs> as you at this point. Um, <coughs> you know. Um, yeah. The point is, um, <laughs> if you live in Arizona or Idaho or wherever, we have a lot of people live who listen out of the state of Utah. If you want to get yourself to Utah, we'll absolutely take you to a jazz game. It is uh, January against the Cavs. I don't remember the exact date, but once we get closer, we'll let you know. I'll buy you anything you want. I'll buy. I, I would tell you to get a sweatshirt. Don't get a jersey yet because you're going to waste it. Having fun is but, the name of the game. Yeah, it'll be good. UC Regent Gumby says gas station hot dog is king. You actually like the Maverick burritos. I do. For what they are, they're good. They are good. Again, it's expectations, though. I agree. Right? It's like the Jazz. If you if you go in thinking they're going to win a championship, you're going to think it's trash. Ooh. Uh, let's see. Lopes Van Gabe says nothing beats going to Wiener Circle after midnight. Is that like a? Yeah, is that a? Is that a, is that a nightclub? Or... Wiener Circle. Yeah. Game? I mean, can you? <laughs> I mean, listen, my guy. I mean, I, I'm not judging you, but I mean, duck season. Get the hell out of here, bro. You what? got you got a lot of nerve coming in here at the bottom there asking for jazz tickets, Guy, bro. Guy, you owe us a hundred dollars. Why don't you Why don't you contribute to the show and then maybe we'll think about it? What How are about you that? talking about? <coughs> what are you talking about? Josh Levern says, "Got to be that Costco hot dog for a dollar fifty. Well, Look, see, Costco hot dogs are not bad. Nothing to shake a stick at, dude. It's not a super dog from Chicago. Nope, nope, it's not. And it's but, definitely not Portillo's, but it's pretty good. You know, again for what it is. You know, uh, it is. Uh, Teleni says, "Can I go B day present? Yeah." As long as you subscribe, as long as you subscribe, I, I, and maybe this is tomorrow or someday. If, if you guys, if there's a, if we get to 200 likes on a show, on a live show, while we are while live, it's happening. Got across while 200. we are live, maybe we'll give away jazz tickets. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody it, said we didn't have them already. 
No, I mean, it's not been specified. You know. We, I mean, we have a room back here. Who knows? 124 to go, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do this thing, man. Uh, let's see. Neville says, I told all my coworkers to subscribe. Let's go. J-Dogs is okay. I don't hate J-Dogs, but they, I, I don't think, and maybe it's because I'm from Chicago and Karin can, can Arlington think, Bears can probably But before you give your take, do you think you're a hot dog purist? Like, yes. because yes. you've had... A hot dog snob? Yeah, yes. okay. Okay, all right, go ahead. If you've never had Superdog on Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago, yeah, don't talk to me about hot dogs. With all due respect, you know you know nothing. You're like Jake. You haven't lived or seen anything or done anything in your life. That was a long way to go to insult you. But anyway, the point is, you're casual. Superdog in Chicago is just top notch, dude. Carnies on on the. We're going to L.A. We have to. We have. Yeah, we're going to L.A. We'll do maybe we'll do a YouTube short there. Yeah. We're gonna be off the last week of the year, by the way. Yep. Um the Friday before Christmas will be our last show uh for twenty twenty two. And we're gonna go to LA and spend a week in LA and Tahoe. Gotta go to Carney's on on the Sunset Strip. Have yeah. to do it. Like it's yeah. not really optional. You know, like you know. Uh you see Regent Gumby says time to create some extra accounts. My it guy. is. It is. Mail-in ballots, you know? Yep. Uh, Arlington <laughs> Bears. <laughs> By the way, you know that Georgia election is today. Is it going on already? It is. Let's get some I mean, CNN on here. It, it is Fox absolutely News. going on. News. Um, Lopes fan. Arlington Bears says, Lopes fan, I have too many questions about your spending $20 on a chocolate shake at Wiener Circle after midnight. Okay, is that a euphemism? Like, thought you said Wiener Circle. I'm sorry. Did you say 20 bucks on a hot dog <laughs> that you put in a chocolate shake? Is it, like, come on. This is a family show. Yeah, we all know this is a family show. There's no sex talks or or cursing or any of that nonsense. Get the hell out of here. This is a PG show, okay? Wiener Circle. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, Josh Lovren says, Monty is a snob on the dog. Yep. Well, <laughs> ain't no doubt about it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Alan Corbin says, my kingdom for a decent hot dog is Utah. Okay. Okay. Salty Drunk says, try cooking your dog in an air fryer. Not too bad. No, I don't disagree with See, the that. The crispiness of the outside is what gets you there. It's I mean, but then again, if I'm going to cook it in an air fryer, aren't I going to barbecue pit stop? Yeah, dude. In Layton. Logan Layton. See, I have to say it in order. Or yes, it screws you do. me up. Logan, Layton, Murray, Lehigh, St. George. Uh, go to any of their five Utah locations at Barbecue Pit Stop. Great, great holiday shopping. Great gift giving. Please tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. They are doing a, a really cool thing where they have a package of uh, seasoning right package. now. Package. Like these two bottles of, of rubs. You put them in the box, you buy them, and they give a portion of that profit to this family that everybody's trying to support right now. Get online, chat with them, ask them about it. You can make a donation there. Please, again, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. And frankly, if you're in the, you know you're in the holiday season of giving, you're buying yourself a gift, you're buying your dad, your friend, your son, your mom, your daughter, your wife a gift, Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. It's not too late. They'll ship to you. Or again, you can go and you can. Shop in any of their five Utah stores. They're amazing. And I say this every day. They have the best equipment. When you hear barbecue pit stop, best equipment. Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Camp Chef. You know it. They've got it. Yeah. It's the fact that you can get 
a great knife set. It's the fact that you they'll recommend it in chat on their website. Um, that you can buy everything from tongs to thermometers. Hey, you to say it right. It's tongs. Tongs, tongs bro. Tongs. Come on. Tong, turn your dogs yeah. with your tongs. Um, At Wiener Circle. Wing racks. They even have like the Traeger smoker mat for in front of your Traeger. Which is a must have. I mean, it completes the setup. Covers. The best investment we ever made was buying a cover for the Traeger smoker. And I must say, the cover does a damn good job in oh, the winter, dude. It's remarkable. It takes the beating well. The best gift giving for the holiday season, absolutely bbqpitstop.com or going to any of their five Utah stores. Logan, Layton, Murray, Lehigh, and St. George. It's Barbecue Pit Stop. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, let's see. Damn it. Now I'm wondering what the hell I'm going to do for a full week in the morning with well, no shows. Well, here's what we're going to do, though. Well, I mean, we're, yeah, you're not going to have shows. But here's the thing. It's YouTube. So you can you please stream our, stream our live shows again. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. And we're going to create some YouTube shorts. You know, we're going to try and fulfill the need as best we can. But we are also human beings as well where, you know, we need some time off and need to kind of reset because once the new year gets here, it starts all over again, you know, five days a week, every single week for however long. Yeah, I I will do YouTube shorts. If you guys haven't followed us, follow us on Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Jake is SLC Jake. We're, we're starting to leverage YouTube shorts. So we post them on Instagram and we post them obviously right here on our YouTube channel. Um, and we really, they, we're, it, it gives us a lot more freedom to do lifestyle content. So we're super stoked about that. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have content for you. Don't worry about that. Uh, Neville says, I noticed that everybody here likes corn dogs with fry sauce. No, Ooh. I, you know, I uh, went to, I went to JCW's the other day. What'd you get? So Mrs. Monty snaps her twig in half and she's like, yeah, I want a hot turkey sandwich from JCW's. I want it. So I go to JCW. She gets, I get her that sandwich. She stayed at home. I got her the sandwich. We got an order of fries, an order of wings, uh, onion rings, rather, excuse me, fries, rings, and that turkey sandwich, right? Yeah. They gave us like a dozen things of fry sauce. Well, because you're doing a lot of dipping there with the fries. And the I rings. don't hate fry sauce. It's not my number one. But it's not, it's just not something I'm dying for. Yeah, I want ranch. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. Alan Corbin says, Barbecue Pit Stop made the Thanksgiving turkey a winner this year. Go, hey, dude. hey, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Can I Johnson says, Barbecue brats are the best. Oh. Yeah, brats are. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yes. Uh, Jeremy, you know who's meeting at midnight at Wiener's <laughs> Circle, don't you? <laughs> Alex F. Caruso. Exactly. Brandon Butler says, can I get a flu game 23 jersey if I win? Yes, absolutely. You can have any jersey you want. If you win the tickets to the Jazz game and you go with us, we're going to give away two tickets, you plus one. Yeah. You'll go to the game with Jake and I. We're going to get in a black car. We're going to go to the arena. We're going to take you to the team store. You can have a custom jersey if you want. You can have a sweatshirt. I, you can get a flu game. My license plate is flu game. People love it. So many people ask me about that. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, ranch is my number one. Teddy Wayman says, "Oh, for certain." And by the way, for certain, Super Chicks has the best ranch, bro. And it ain't close. It ain't close. For certain. Um, Tanner, here we go. Just to be clear, this is a joke. Blue cheese all day. Dude, Stop. You 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 had such a nice run today. You know, you, you you did really well. You know, going with the flow on the soaker stuff, and you know, you did a you really know. good job today. But you, you say know. stuff like this, and it just wrecks it. And my guy Robbie Haskell last night. 
What's Robbie up to? He sent me uh, he sent me a video. <laughs> Robbie sends me a video of a of a flat and a drum arguing over who's the best. <laughs> and he's on team flat. And my fear is that Robbie's raising a family. He's got he's got beautiful children. Flats or drums in the comments. Let's go. Let's have it out. He's raising a family of flats, and I just can't condone that. Isn't that what you did? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're absolutely a flat. And you I, you won't admit it, but, you know, you know it's fine. Uh, Tanner says, uh, we're going in, we're gonna get in a black card. Sounds like you're kidnapping us. All right, don't go to the game then. Uh, Salty Drunk says, can I be in the competition, Monty? Yeah, if you pay for your airfare. Qantas. Uh, Quant we flew Qantas when we went to Australia. Uh, stop it, you guys. Drums for the wing, Gage says. Teddy says, flats all day, Monty. Let's go. <sighs> My guy. I'm not going to read the comments. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Come on, Team Drum. The Let's flat, go. The flat team is here. <laughs> exactly right. Arlington Bear says, naked wings with wing dust. Exactly. See, I'm telling you, I will convert everyone in this room to wing dude, dust. The wing, it's not, the, all jokes dude, aside, the wing dust is ridiculous. Dude. I'm it's telling so you. good, man. I'm telling you, wing dust from Barbecue Pit Stop is absolutely the way to go. Yeah. So I agree with you, Arlington Bears. Okay, today is a very special day on the show because it is National Microwave Day. Right. So let's end the show with a food topic. Yeah. Um, I'm not a microwave guy. No, I have a microwave, and I only use it to reheat. I am not, and I used to be, as you can tell by my chiseled physique. Right. I used to be, when I was a kid, a Hot Pocket guy. I used to, when I was a kid, they had just come out with microwave French fries. Hell yes. Microwave French fries. Don't start. Don't start. Microwave French fries. Yes. I'm a carb eating motherfucker. Microwave TV dinners. Yes. yes. But as an adult now, we were talking about this last night, getting ready to talk about this. I don't make things in the microwave. You're a more refined individual these days. I smoke things. I air fry things, but bake things, bake things. Oh man, dude. You know what I had the other night? I had grands, those Pillsbury grand muffins. Oh, oh my God, dude, Fat. dude. So good. <laughs> what did Bro. you put on the muffin? Anything or the bit? It's a biscuit. Technically I was dipping it. Oh man. And it's so good. Now, when we were in, speaking of Australia, when we were in Australia, they actually make tea and Biscuits. So we were putting jelly on the scone slash biscuit. But here I was dipping it in chicken noodle soup at one point. Good, good. Oh, man, dude. Bomb. It, so good. So microwaves. Anyway, what do you make in the microwave? I, so the things I make in the microwave, I just reheat them. Yeah. I don't cook things outside of frozen vegetables. That's the only thing that I could come up with that I cook. Only thing I cook in the microwave is frozen vegetables. Everything well, you, else you used to be you used to be an oatmeal in the microwave guy. No, nope, yeah, I did, but Mrs. Monty makes oatmeal on the stove now. Yeah. So, you know, I don't. But you know, yeah. I, I I can't think of anything that I make in the microwave. Yeah, I mean it's usually just leftovers. That's that's what it is. Like you make your food and then you reheat it. That's 
the primary use of microwave for in my life. Yeah. Gage Carter says, I'm an air fryer guy. Ruff's official says, end of the show. Haven't you been talking about food for 30 minutes? And yet here you are. Uh, duck season says, sounds very soggy. We don't use the word soggy or moist on this show. And Makes we, me want to puke. we generally duck season don't welch on our hundred dollar bets. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh Lovern says, microwave those little burritos. Oh, man, those little, not burritos, chimichangas. But the air-fried tacos. Oh, the air-fried like, tacos. I'm not doing chimis when I can air-fry oh, tacos, dude. Oh, those mini tacos. And don't even get me started on the homemade uh, um, Crunchwrap Supreme. I mean, come on. Yeah, the girl you broke, with, broke up with over text taught and you how to make those. And kick a person when he's down. Whew. Bomb, so dude. good. So good. I'm Bye. not getting into the girlfriend thing today. Don't. I want yeah, to so badly. Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next anyway, question. okay, sorry, Kyrie. Uh, anyway, so the girl you broke up with over text taught you how to make those. Right. And she did not teach you well. Um, but my point is, yeah, those are, those are good. But yeah, those mini chimichanga burritos. Mouth burners. Hot, I mean, Hot Pockets are good. Tostinos! Tostinos! You don't make them in the microwave, though. You make pizza rolls in the in the air fryer. I really don't care or, if you think it's sus. Yeah, you bake them in the oven. Yeah. I find that baking them is the best. Oh. We should smoke them sometime. We haven't done pizza rolls yet. So we've now done a Costco pot pie because Chris Karn forced us to. It was really good. Um, took a little longer. Took like an hour and 10 minutes. Um, but I generally bake or smoke things. It's crazy. I don't... Not, it's so crazy that I don't use the... Uh, and yeah. technically, you have two air fryers, if we're being honest, because you have the toaster oven on the counter. Well, and, and I have, have the, the rocket ship yeah. oven. I have a Samsung oven that, you know, is a rocket ship. San Diego State Aztec says drums, but I can't hate on a good flat. Yeah. That just means the drums are slamming. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Tom Basilius says... Uh, I think you're Tom. I don't know. Tom says Maverick or 7-Eleven. Oh, stop. This isn't even oh, a dude, conversation. Maverick, Maverick destroys everybody. Yeah, dude. Maverick destroys everybody. Yeah, the like selection, the, the quality. Again, again, I don't eat food generally at convenience stores. The only thing I get at convenience stores are complete cookies or donuts. Yeah. That's it. Now, Rockstar, Monster, Water, yes. Double chocolate donuts, by the way. Oh, yeah. Can you, it, listen, there, it should be like, a, it should be like a, what do they call a local law? Like not a law, but it should be an ordinance. That the only donut there, the only by ordinance of the city of South Jordan should be, we only sell double chocolate donuts. Yeah. Because they're the best. Yes, Gumby, I am fat. Uh, we call it jam, not jelly, Monty. Oh, ooh, excuse me. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Joe Ingles. Hmm. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. Nice ACL. <laughs> uh, just microwave two beef and bean burritos. Oh. What what chicken burrito or beef burrito? No, oh, chicken burrito. Nah, it's chicken unless the steak's high quality. I can't do that low quality beef. Yeah, I, I don't do disagree it. with that. Uh, what about Costco pre cooked bacon in the microwave? Mm, I'm not Why a bacon guy. Why are you getting pre cooked bacon, bro? And I'm not a bacon guy anymore. Jeremy, seriously, man, I'm not trying to hate, but you can't just get regular raw bacon and cook it. Yeah, and I agree with Arlington. It's Maverick, and it's not close. Yeah, it is. dude. Maverick is uh, is head and shoulders better. Big Dog O-Town says, only baked potato. That's it. Do you make baked potatoes in the microwave? I've never. I've heard of reheating potatoes in the microwave. We usually make potatoes in the uh, Instapot. God, you those know. are good, too. Uh, TT says, I only reheat food. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Lopes Fan Gabe, microwave Marie Callender's cheesy chicken and bacon pot pie slap. Oh, my God. That's God bless. Good. <sighs> 
Josh says, uh, we use air fryer for warming up leftovers. Interesting. Uh, you could do that. Uh, Duck Season says, if I pay the $98, I expect a full course dinner from Jake. He must lead the date, and I will sit. I will see what I do for him. Duck Season. Bro, First stop. of all, are you a woman? Second of all, you, you owe us the $100 because you lost a bet yeah, that you, you made on your own. Yeah. I mean, the $100, like, that's just what you're going to have to. Yeah. I mean, you come know. on. Yeah, come on. Uh, Tanner says, LOL, I love that Kyrie drop. Eric C says, wait, Jake isn't single. He should be, but he's not. Uh, what? I didn't bring this shit up. I didn't bring it up. Right, it's not my you're, fault. You're exacerbating the, the, the conversation. Wait, I, okay, what does my self-love um, have to do with anything? What does my self-love have to do with anything? Nothing. We're not talking about your self-love. The point, well, you said exacerbate. It's the really point good. is, see what I did there? Like, anyway, the point is, no, he's not single. And I'll move on. Jesse Harsh, Jake's back on the market. He should be. Um, <laughs> are you gonna, I feel like you're about to get by. No, I'm good. You know, I'm just chilling over here. You know, uh, salty drunk says she sure didn't teach him how to break up respectfully. <laughs> exactly. But this last time you didn't break up over text. You broke up over FaceTime and I was proud of you because that was a big step forward. Coward. Then you caved. Uh, Tanner says, LOL, Jake, I think duck season is asking you on a date. Well, I'm not taking any, um, you know, duck season says, yeah, Eric, no, he's not single. He's mine. Wow. No, I, I, I don't tend to date, uh, poverty candidates. So yeah, you have to actually pay your bets, pay your bets and stuff. So big dog says air fryer is the best invention ever. It does my flats very well. Sorry if you're offended by that. Well, (laughs) well, you see what, so you see what I'm saying? Like he gets it. He gets it. Oh my God! Shout the Mobamba. That's amazing. Let's go, Big Town. Where you been, bro? Uh, San Diego State says I can remember guys at my first brokerage office buying shares in Golden Valley Microwave. ConAgra brought them out in 1991. Memories bought them out. That's nice. QT is the ultimate gas station. No, no Gage, dude. QT's really good. QT's really good. QT is the minor league of of Maverick, I feel like. Because QT but has good stuff, but Maverick is Maverick's got to get into Arizona. Here's the deal. Here's why Maverick separates itself. You know how QT has the kitchen and they do make food? Just take that kitchen and multiply it by two. Like twice as big, quality's yes. way better, like selection's better, food is fresh, and, and you have... Just it's it just better, dude. Like it just is overall better. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. If I mean, if you see a Maverick, a QT, and a Seven Eleven, you're not even thinking about. It. You're going to Maverick. I'll give you a perfect example. Where I live, I've got Seven Eleven, I've got Holiday, and I've got Holiday. Maverick. I enjoy my. I enjoy a good Holiday for sure. And the thing that Holiday has over Maverick, the only thing is they sell by the case energy drink. If you know if you know that you can go in there and ask them for it, they will sell it to you by yes. the case, but it's not it's not like out to the public they do that. So, you can't do that at Maverick. They won't do that for you. That's the only thing that I like about Holiday over a Maverick. It's getting odd with Duck Season. He is taking possession of you. Okay, well, he's not taking possession of anything, including the Rose Bowl. Can't afford it. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, we need that Cole Beasley drop for Duck. That's the Michael Rappaport... Mr. Effing a hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that drop that is still drop. an all time. Okay. I got that you. drop is okay. still an all time. Uh, hang on. Let me, uh, let me pull that thing out. Mark <clears throat> Hale says jam and jelly are not the same thing. Not close to the same thing. It's not. 
Um, Green Trails. Good morning, casuals. Watching from Washington State. Love the show. Appreciate you, Green Trails. I appreciate you. Mark Hale says, jelly is made with strained fruit juice. There are no pieces of fruit in it. Jam is jam. Jam is made with mashed fruit. Correct. I know people who can jam or jar jam rather. Uh, shrimp burritos or steak? Ooh, steak I love a shrimp. Oh no, dude, shrimp burrito. If you <laughs> excuse me, if you get a good piece of shrimp or somebody who knows how to get, ooh, it is so good, so so good. Gage Carter says we have QTs down here in South Carolina. Oh, he's in South Carolina. And it's strange. They they have them in Arizona, but not Utah. They don't. Yeah, we don't have QTs. Having lived in the Valley of the Sun, having lived in Arizona, QT is amazing. Yeah. It's not as good as Maverick. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. It's not. You know. Uh, bacon is okay in the air fryer, Salty Drunk says. What happened to uh, uh, Ruff's Official? What happened to the Monty Crew weight loss challenge? We did it. And we're still doing it. Casuals getting cut. Yeah, I've lost. I don't even know how to describe. I think it's because we don't eat nearly as much. Being at the Maverick Center has been great for weight loss. Because I'm walking probably 3,000 more steps a day. And I just don't eat breakfast anymore. I, I, honestly, today I think I was really hungry today. I had a protein bar. Like I had a... Uh, one bar. I had a one bar. Like this is my... My protein bar of choice. Yeah. Um, they don't sponsor the show, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, and I've had a Rockstar Recovery Lemonade. But that's what I have. I generally don't eat until like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. We, oui, we. Oui. And because oui. well, it's always about you. Right. Um, but I generally don't eat till like two, 1 or 2 o'clock. Yeah. And then like yesterday, what did I have yesterday to eat? What did we eat yesterday? We had burgers for lunch, and then I had a salad for dinner. And the gym after lunch. And we went to the gym. Yeah. I, I, dude, I have no complaints. In the last 18 months, I've lost about 50-something pounds. So I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. You know, like I, I am back to my – I'm below my pre-pandemic weight, which is what my goal was. So I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. But, yeah, casuals getting cut is good. Uh, lotto tickets are also bought at gas station convenience stores. Yes, they are. Not in Utah. Uh, duck season says Jake is my name. Proud owner of poverty. Jake, you're weird, dude. Yeah, that's strange, bro. Yeah, that's Sorry, strange. Man. Uh, duck season has only paid a dollar 98. He plans to short you a dollar after a uh, hundred times of doing 99 cents. Duck okay. season showing his true class. I, he, yeah, you owe us a hundred bucks. It is what it is. Um, by the way, did we come to a consensus? What do you make in the microwave? What do you mean? What do I make of it? Do I like it or like? Yeah, like, like what's I, your? I mean, yeah, I'm not one that's going to cook a bunch of food in the microwave. I'm a, I'm a reheater, man. Like I use it strictly to reheat things. I do not make food in the microwave. Um, Truancy's world says Bucky's best gas station. Don't know that one. Don't know that one. Um, you know, Big Dog O Town says we have a spot here in Ogden called Carmart. On the top of 2nd Street, they have the best convenience store fried chicken of any convenience store in the state of Utah. Trust me, I do chicken. Okay. Well, I mean, you have a Super Chicks on Riverdale Road. Yeah. Why would you go to convenience store fried chicken <laughs> when you have Super Chicks? Yeah. Which is amazing. Uh, Neville says, I believe that Maverick uh, from Utah-based, I've seen them in Colorado, Idaho, Nevada, Montana. I believe it's crazy. It's really a good gas station. It is. I love Maverick. Maverick is by go far. Go-to. Go-to. No doubt it is. about it. It is the go-to. Um, all right. Before we get out of here, we have 82 likes right now on the show. 
We have 110 people watching right now. Please give us a like. Get us to at least 100. Are you watching the Georgia runoff tonight with Herschel yes. Walker and, and Warnock? It's important. It is. It, it weirds me out that Herschel Walker is like a legitimate candidate. Yeah. I mean, if he wasn't, if if he wasn't a seat of consequence, would a single Republican support him? As a Republican, I do not support. It's, I'm a registered you Republican. Fucking vaccination genius, scientific expert, you fucking asshole. I would not support Herschel Walker. Right? Like, oh, I'm anti-abortion and you've paid for how many? Like that alone should be the end of the conversation, right? But I think it's where we are now that you have a guy in Herschel Walker who is just so, so bad as a candidate. But if if the Republicans lose that seat, they're in trouble. They're not supporting Herschel Walker. They're supporting the seat. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I agree. Jeremy Bolton says, yes, the best drop ever. Uh, Tanner says, Monty, you're a Republican. I'm a registered Republican. Yeah. I had, but why does everybody find this shocking? I have been a Republican my entire life. I grew up in the era of Ronald Reagan. I grew up in the era of the Bush dynasty. Why would I be a Democrat? I think it's so funny that people are like, oh, well, well, you don't like Donald Trump. You must be a Democrat. And it's like, no, dude. He's just not, he's not a Republican. I, I don't know how to break that to you. My politics are very simple. Especially in this day and age, I don't have a candidate I'm I'm tied to. It is in my mind. This is the most lonely I've ever been in politics because I don't have a guy. I am certainly not a Joe Biden guy. I am certainly not a Donald Trump guy. I am certainly not a whatever this incarnation of the Republican Party is because this is not the party I grew up in. I am certainly not aligned with all of the agendas in the Democratic Party. So what am I independent? Am I a moderate? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But again, I don't have a candidate. I do not have a candidate. And I, I, and I, a lot of times I feel like I don't have a party. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, Alan Corbett wants to know, uh, does Jake know who Ronald Reagan is? Yes, guy. Yes. (laughs) You know. Uh, Anyway, Uh, I feel like a beast. I woke up early, Cody Strickland said, and made the entire family bacon, eggs, sausage, over easy eggs, hash browns, fruit before getting the kids to school. You are a beast. Waking up early is a hack, dude. You are a beast. You know. Uh, Alan Corbin says, we're politically homeless, Mont. Yeah, I feel like it. I think a lot of people are. A lot of people are. Isn't it weird, though? It's a weird place. Like, I never thought is somebody that voted for, you know, that voted for, for, W is somebody that like I've I have pretty routinely voted Republican, you know, but it's hard to things changed after Bush. I think things changed after 9-11 things changed. You know, I think things changed after Al Gore lost the White House. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. And, and I think things changed after the after and, the Florida, you know, controversy and Al Gore and the White House, like all that nonsense. Things changed. And it's been the the hard part politically has been that we've had all these revolutions it feels like like you had the obama revolution that took over yeah then you had the trump revolution that took over and now you've had the anti-trump revolution that's taken over and it's left us with a president that frankly i don't have a lot of confidence in like the this macron summit that they just had this state visit like watching the 60 minutes piece you know talking about how disenfranchised macron is with with Joe Biden because of like what 
What? How is how are we not al- aligned with with Europe on this Ukrainian thing? Because like, they don't believe in our crazy. leadership it, well, as they shouldn't. Like again, and this is where I think you know hardcore Trump supporter gets lost. We're just because I don't like Donald Trump doesn't mean that I'm a Joe Biden apologist. No, not at right? all. Like I, I not don't at like all. what Joe Biden brings to the table. But I'm not voting for Donald Trump, and I'm happy to say that. I'm not doing it. It's just not going to happen. It, it's so difficult in this day and age when you have, you know, like we're, if, you know, if the Republicans had their way, we'd still be talking about Hillary's emails and, and Biden, yeah. Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. And like, we've got to get serious about supporting Americans. Yeah. That's what we've got to get serious about. We've got to get serious about doing the things that we have to do to support our country and our our people so that then we can go out and be a world leader. Because we've lost this place in the world where we no longer can control. You know, like North Korea assassinated two, they executed two teenagers this morning for watching movies. Yeah. Like we have no we have no idea what they're doing because we don't have relationships with Vladimir Putin. And what Donald Trump wanted to do was not have a relationship with Vladimir Putin. He didn't want to have a relationship with with Kim Jong Un. Like we've got to be able to understand what's going on in every region of the globe and we don't. And when we are losing, like you look at what the political revolution in the United States did to the UK, did to the European Union, did to like Ukraine. And what a lot of people don't talk about is that Ukraine is a victim of world politics. They're not a victim of Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin is only existing because of world politics. We've lost the leverage to keep him in a box. So the atrocities that are happening in Ukraine and now rebounding and happening to the Russian people, you know, because we're, we're, we're seeing for the first time in history where guys like Vladimir Putin are targeting civilians. Yeah. Like, and that's somehow acceptable. It, it's crazy to me. We've lost the understanding of how the world works. Yeah. And I don't know that we ever get that back. I, I don't because oh, I... I think we'll get it back. I, I think that it takes time, though. I think it, I think there's a process and a cycle that plays. And I think that that the the world goes through cycles, you know? And, and I think that, that y- like, you look at the Kanye, Kyrie, anti-Semitism cycle we just went through and are still probably going through. Yes. We just don't know it yet. Like, you know, you look at... These narratives, like I feel like there's these minute, like you, you know, the saying like life is seasons, right? You go through seasons in life. Well, I feel like the global conversation, because that's how I like to characterize it as. It's a global conversation, whether yes. you're whether you're conversing about politics or or anti-Semitism or whatever, you know, you're you're conversing. And to me, it's like w- we go through these cycles. I remember as a kid, dude, when when there was no national debt and Bill Clinton was Jesus Christ in this country. I remember... But what did we do to Bill Clinton, though? We have this impeachment. Like, we want to... see what I mean? We don't take impeachment seriously anymore. We're like, oh, well, if we get elected, we're going to impeach Joe Biden. It's like, dude, can... Like, instead of what? Instead of what? Instead of... and, And the Democrats are like, well, we can't do anything. Well, you've had... You've had the hammer in the in the Senate. What like 
We're not accomplishing anything. Yeah. We are, uh, by tear, by tearing each other apart, we are accomplishing nothing. Yeah. And that's why I, I think you're right. Po being politically homeless. Facts. You know, like it is, it's just crazy to me that we are, we are just all vagabonds because you can't tell me that a large swath of Republicans identify with whatever this is. The Republican party is some shit happened because I don't. And I think I, in talking to people and in my life and talking to, to people that identify as Republicans, Republicans, a lot of people agree with me. We don't know what this Republican party is. We have no idea, none whatsoever. Because guys like Mitch McConnell have had their job for decades. Mm -hmm. Guy, people like Nancy Pelosi have had her job for decades. And we're just now starting to see these folks wash out. It's time to move on. Yeah. It's time to move on. And that's why I say today is, is just really important. What's going on in Atlanta, the people of Atlanta and, and Georgia, and I should say Georgia, I mean, Fulton County and the Atlanta Metro is going to decide it, but... People of Georgia today have turned out in mass and they have for weeks for early voting, a week now for early voting. But whatever happens in Georgia today, it, let's say Herschel Walker wins. The party will accept that. The, the Democrats will accept that. If Herschel Walker loses, how, how long until we hear about fixed elections? Because that to me, like look at Carrie Lake in Arizona. Losing in the polls. Oh, it's fixed. She pulled ahead in the polls. See, I told you. Like, is it fixed or is it? Yeah. You know, like you, you can't have it both ways. Or where, apparently where, you can. Where Donald Trump wins the White House over Hillary Clinton and then loses the White House to Joe Biden by the exact same margin in the, in the, the, the electoral college, calls it a historical landslide when he loses, calls it a fixed rigged election when he doesn't. And then last week calls for the, the you know, throwing out of the constitution. Like, what are we doing? When did we stop believing that elections were, were fair? When did we stop following science and rule? Like, it's crazy to me in this country right now. Yeah. It's crazy to me. And it's not just the Republican Donald Trumps of the world. You better grasp that as well what all politicians are doing to keep their foothold is killing us as a country. It's killing us. So, and by the way, now we have bots in the chat. Funny how that works. So, you know, yeah, let's, let's report them. We're at 88 likes. You got work to do. Let's get it done. Yeah, let's go. 12 likes before the show's over. That's it. Like how I'm, I'm actually looking forward to election coverage tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward. Do you do you ever watch that or not really? Yeah, I mean, I watch it. I don't enjoy watching it, but I think it's a necessity. You need to know what's going on. We'll see. Well, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out tonight. Yeah. It'll be. Uh, Eric C. says, you're lucky. I'd rather be in NorCal than SoCal. UC Regent Gumby says, Monty and Jake 2028. 20, you know. Uh, great weather, by the way, by the bay. Great weather, too, by the bay. I can't wait to get back to the, to the beach. We're going to spend a week in California over the uh, Christmas New Year. I cannot wait to get back to the beach. Yeah. Cannot wait. Yeah. Looking really forward to it. So we'll talk to you about that. All right. Show's over. I guess that's it. Right? I guess that's it. Um, duck season ends and says, if you talk about Bo Nix, I will, I will like the stream. We won't talk about Bo Nix ever. He sucks. We're not going to talk about what you want to talk about until you pay your 100 bucks. 
Yeah, pay us your 100 bucks. I'm and, serious. And then maybe we'll talk about Bo Nicks. Made it back in the comment. Live up to it. The Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, Utah Advocates. Um, and really, you can just go to theadvocates.com. They have a, a different thing. Like They launched theadvocates.com. Best injury attorneys in the business, The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.